I'm sorry to start the show on a somber note today. Many of you are aware of the recent California lawsuit pertaining to injustices perpetrated in our industry. I want to take this time to declare that we stand firmly with combating discrimination and harassment. This is not our time or place to add our own voice to the fight. Instead, the voices that are most important and the ones we should be listening to are the ones that have been most impacted. Stand with women, believe women, and support the women whose voices right now are the ones who need to be heard the most. With that said, let's get into episode 185 of Tactical Crouch, brought to you by Battle Crab, Refine Bean, Bronzebot Buhal, Chare, Chris R34444, Fabled Steven, Hunter Tain, Cash67, Lolshin, Rex Zane, Sir Gerthalot, Wilma D, Yeska's Orpa Center Chow Gel, and your misery. Gentlemen, busy week as we had our last episode talking about uh, postmortem for the summer showdown. We are now imminently approaching the Countdown Cup, which is starting this weekend. We have recently received news of playoffs information as well, so there's a lot underway for the rest of the season. Yeah, we're finally kind of coming down the stretch. It's an exciting time. A lot of, you know, a lot of spots to secure, a lot of races that are finally coming to a head. Uh, you know, the hero pools. Did they change? Did they not change? They're, it's a kind of a refreshing, um, not exit. Exit seems a little sad or, or, or mean, but. You know, we're we're finally coming to a climax. We can kind of see it on the horizon, and it's a fun time. Yeah, I think especially because they're like, in a way, this feels like a very European finish to a season. And what I mean is, you know, in European leagues, you're playing for something at like every part of the league table. Like you're playing against relegation, mm -hmm. you're playing for Europe League qualification, you're playing for the championship and whatnot. Right? This one feels much like this because down to the Florida mayhem, everyone can still get into the play-ins and then around the direct playoff qualifications, there's also a, a bunch of battles and the direct uh, competitions there at all these tiers are highly entertaining. We have so many great games coming up in Countdown Cup, so yeah, yep. no, this, this is something that feels very European League. Yeah, I love it. Um, every single game, like you said, feels pretty important. There's a massive race for play-ins, which we'll be discussing in a hot second here as well. Um, you know, even the 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 stuff about going to land. I mean, that was such huge news that we had this week. So um, we're really reaching, like Joe said, a bit of a climax here in the tournament where Countdown Cup feels super important. And straight after that as well, we just go into playoffs. It's like we we get to the climax and it gets extended by a fair amount because it only gets better from Count Cup. We don't go into another sort of qualification stage. We go from a, a hardcore tournament right into, you would argue, an even better tournament. In fact, it is just going to be a better tournament to play in uh, directly into LAN playoffs, which is the first. And things only get better from there. So, I mean, playoffs information being released, the, f the first and somewhat, you could argue, most important, most significant was the fact that yeah, it's LAN playoffs, which I, I don't think we've ever had. If you exclude the stuff that happened at Blizzard Arena, which is when it was all one region on LAN anyway, if we take that out of the equation and look at it from the COVID period, from 2020, um, this is our, you know, we, we finally get like a proper LAN setting, not just for the grand finals, but also for playoffs. Yeah, it has been a long time coming to finally see 
you know, an iota of what the original vision for this league was finally kind of come to fruition. And it does kind of feel like we're finally seeing those fruits where you you have these two very separate regions. One or the other is finally coming over, um, playing on land in front of a hopefully a live audience, all things considered, knock on wood. Um, and with how things are going thus far, it should be entirely like fireworks it it should be just an absolute barn burner like the styles that we've seen thus far kind of consistently clashing whether it be dallas kind of imposing their will whether it be dallas kind of shifting and asking shanghai can you uh, adapt on the fly them answering in kind and then having them kind of you know run the course in in summer um it's it, it really isn't you know, I, I it's I'm going to feel like a broken record kind of overstating this, but it is super exciting. It does feel um like we're we're getting to the the head of a, a really fun story. We're finally reaching the uh the peak. Yeah. It, I I can't lie. It feel like yes, you play an entire season to and I feel like a lot of teams are where they are, oh, we almost expected them. I think like my preseason power rankings don't look too terrible, except like Paris is better or whatever. But it feels bad that a lot will be decided in this hero pool, which arguably is the hero pool this year that will favor some teams the most uh, over others, sure. especially in sure. NNA. Because I don't know, like it, it should feel pretty bad being Florida Mayhem at the moment, like. I mean, there's other reasons why I should feel pretty bad being the Florida Mayhem, but you know, and they put themselves time. they put themselves in that situation from previous tournaments, and let's not bl blame this current hero pool. They've had a two open hero pools, one of which they just sure. put well in, and they had the um, June Jows hero pool, which I don't know, I, I don't know if if they just that just wasn't it for them. But I, I really to get mm. to this point, to get to this point, your viability for how good your chances are of making you know play-ins let's just start with play-ins um is came down to the fact of how you played previously but to even get there i mean to just for the audience if you haven't caught up with the news of how the format actually works um there is going to be direct there's going to be direct qualification into the playoffs itself so the top three teams from north america from the western division uh and the top two teams from the eastern division in apac those five teams are automatically qualified and seeded into the playoffs, which will take place in Arlington, Texas, on land. The other three positions in playoffs, uh, two from North America and one from APAC, will be decided via play-ins. And play-ins come from the seeds three, four, and five in the APAC region, and uh, four, five, six, and seven in the North American region. Is it seven? Is it? And eight, seven, eight, and I think nine, so 10, 11, 12. So eight and nine are in there as well. So 10, 11, 12 and not. So there is four to nine. So four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's six teams. Yeah, I just had to make sure I got that right. Because in my head, I was thinking four teams doesn't sound right. It's six teams from NA that will be playing in the play-ins, mm. of which the top two uh, will make it to the playoffs. So any initial thoughts on that? Um, It kind of worked out that NA's I mean obviously they have the 
the wider pool to pick from of teams, but it also feels like the most contentious. Um, I think this isn't going, I, I don't want this to bleed into like, oh, which region is better? Because I do think that like Asia has like really, really strong teams at the top, but their mid pack teams are just kind of like either I can't. Everyone's mid pack teams kind of weak. It, and Asia's um, teams kind of weak. Not, I don't think so. I think, I think, I think the difference is that NA feels less stratified than Asia, where it's like there are some clear top teams in Asia, and then everybody else kind of like waffles in the middle. Um, but that could just be because there's not enough like space to kind of separate, or there's not enough bad teams to kind of bully to kind of really showcase that you don't deserve to be at the bottom. Um, which is no no blame to any of the the Eastern teams, but. Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of okay with with the way it worked that there's more of a chance to see a team like the Gladiators, a team like a Shock, uh, a Paris maybe making a dark horse run. I showcasing that for, in play -ins. Uh, I apologize for sending you off track cuz you're like, oh, I don't want to turn this into like a region yeah. versus region who's better discussion <laughs> than I'm like, but hang on a second, who is <laughs> Listen, I got a bone to pick with you. Wait a minute, Joe. I'm not going to let you get off that easy. We are going to get contentious on the show, if if nothing else, and especially coming from me. Um. So, okay. I mean, that's that's fair enough. I actually, you know, to me, I I felt like the Eastern region was it was quite an aggressive cutoff. And when you consider that hmm. three teams from each region do not make the plans at all, but the Eastern region has four less teams. Um just 33 percent less teams really so yeah. that's um that's actually 50 percent less teams depending on which direction you look at it from but the, the point being is it's the same number of cutoff teams from the bottom despite being a smaller region and i believe the answer to that question is that the number three seed from asia from apac ends up having more value because they get a buy so because there's only three teams in, in the apac region going to play-ins four and five play with each other and the winner of that plays number three I would actually argue that even if you, because my my kind of position would have been if it were me doing this format, I would have preferred doing three, four, five, and six from APAC into the play-ins, and then third seed gets to pick their opponent between five and six, which is a pretty big advantage in and of itself as well, and we get an extra game, and it's slightly more lenient, and the reason why I think it's more fair that it's slightly more lenient is because there's less teams, so the cutoff shouldn't be as aggressive, um, or it shouldn't be equal to what is in NA with more teams. Um, that would just, to me, provide better competition. But um, yeah, that's that's where that stands. And, and just another thing I threw in there as well is the fact that, yeah, there are teams picking other teams in this. So higher seed does matter in that regard. That's something I actually brought up to John Spector and the team pretty early on in the season. I was saying, like, you know, I think there's potentially some issues here regarding how some of the playoff seed, or not, not even playoffs, just, you know, tournament seedings work going to the tournaments where, you know, depending on what side of the bracket you landed on, you could get very lucky or maybe unlucky. I remember in May Melee that, you know, getting Shock or Dallas on your side was pretty unlucky. I remember the, the team that most honestly got robbed in seeding was Philadelphia because they went up against Shanghai who came in fourth seed and Shanghai were not at all a fourth seed team considering they came second in that tournament and then dominated the rest of the tournaments. Shanghai have never been a fourth seed team in APAC and Philadelphia got mega robbed of going to May Melee because as the fourth is the first seed team fusion that is having mm. a perfect uh perfect run in May Melee up until that point four and zero then having to face the best competition they are the best they're the number one seed they should have the easier game not the harder game but they got given the harder game 
And that would have been fixed if Philadelphia in first seed got to choose their opponent. So I'm glad that at least for playoffs now, that's finally being implemented. Yeah, hopefully that can be implemented, you know, moving forward. Um, it, it, it does add a lot of stakes. It gives, you know, it's an excuse to make content. You know, teams can come out, and, you know, either make their own, you know, s- social posts or what have you, or you can have like little draw shows, right? Like they've done yeah, in the past. It's, it's super exciting um and you can do a lot with it so yeah hopefully we can get that because like you said teams like philly um that maybe peaked early didn't get a chance to go um but if yeah if given the opportunity they could have drawn somebody else it's also like you know um i'll say solar another team that probably could have gone at various points they've done super well every single stage they've been they've gone three and one every single qualifier um which is mad consistent like they have some of the highest consistency for regular season in the league, which is so counter to their narrative from the previous mm. year, right? So that's that's wildly yeah. good for Sol, but they always crumble in the actual uh, knockout game because, unfortunately, they've been knocked out by Shanghai twice now. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit unfortunate, but unlucky for a team that goes three and one to to end up in that situation like twice in a row. Um, they got knocked out by Chengdu and Mei Melee, and that's fair enough. Chengdu really played well. Basically, what I'm saying is, like, up until this point, I felt like seeding has often not been reflective of, mm. you know, who is actually the best and who's not. Um, and often, I'm not going to use the word RNG because I don't think it's random, but I think there's there's almost incentive for some teams, especially in NA, to be like, well, I could probably dodge Dallas and I'd dodge X or Y team if I become this seed instead of that scene, seed. Yeah. And therefore, it might be advantageous for me to drop a certain map or this or that. And that was actually exemplified. Not that this actually happened, but the possibility of which could have happened in the Gladiators versus Washington game in some showdown qualifiers, I believe. Because they yeah. were very late. And yeah, they could have, if you wanted to. I'm, I'm not saying a team should, but I'm just saying the option was that if you wanted to, you could you could either lock the shock out or or guarantee that they make it in. That's a lot of power. Mm. Um, and I don't think there should ever be any incentive for a team ever not to try their hardest and to win. There should never be an incentive to be a lower seed rather than a higher seed and so you can dodge an opponent. And it's not that I think teams would or that they should or that they, you know, uh, that it's a, the correct thing to do. I just think if that option's available at all, that's a failure of the format. That option yeah. should just never be available. Yeah, refine it away. I also think, like, you can do one of two things. Either your qualification and seeding process, so how people acquire their seed, is thorough because you have a lot of games. And if you can't yeah, do that, right. you ha- gotta have a double elimination bracket in order to make up for your seeding issues, right? Yes, you can also have, like, pick your opponent and then the higher seed uh, gets to choose. Sometimes the higher seed doesn't deserve the higher seed, though. Sometimes the highest seed beat three of the bottom tier teams and one sure. maybe one middle of the pack team and they get highest seed and therefore the easiest bracket. So, I, like, in my mind, like, if we really only have two, four qualifying matches, then we probably need um, double LM in order to weed out, like, the, these uncertainties. Because, unfortunately, what very often then would happen, and arguably we got lucky with Chengdu, for instance, this time, um, but very often, like, one of the teams just isn't competitive. You know, New York wasn't competitive. Yeah. Florida wasn't really competitive going to Hawaii, right? So that just takes away... Say, 
I think I think that to to bring the point in your because you brought it up, I think that was Hangzhou's stage to get into a tournament. Sure. Yeah. But I, this is this is where I'm not going to blame the format. Like that would be a hard excuse because they they got given the the surefire pathway there. Um, in fact, yeah. Philadelphia. If I as much as I joked that I was, oh yeah, Philly gave New York a free pass in. The team they actually gave a free pass into was Hangzhou, except unfortunately the Hangzhou threw away that free pass into the bin because they failed to beat New York when they should have beaten New York. And you know, credit to New York for winning that game. And unfortunately, Hangzhou choked. They hard choked it as a four-zero team. They gave themselves the best opportunity and choked it away. So that's that's Hangzhou's own fault. But I, I my copian would have said that Hangzhou in that tournament in New York possibly would have been better. And oh yeah, they think- would have had less of this like second seed from Apex sucks. Sure. But double limb would have also made it less likely for New York to make it in that way, right? Like then yeah, Ch- yeah, Spark would have gone down. Like if you beat them twice, like at that point, okay, we, we've proven you can't do it then, right? But like get, getting upset on one day, I don't know. I feel like just a lot of the time, not only our perception, but also the actual impact on your season is so heavily mm. determined how you feel like two days in a row. Like, one weekend can absolutely ruin your tournament cycle. Like, we saw, uh, let's say, um, stage, like, may mainly qualify for Gladiators, where we were all like, haha, scrimbucks, and they really just, like, weren't as good one weekend. But that's our perception now, because we have so few games. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, bottom line is we just need more games. Like, it's, it's just not enough games in order to really thoroughly prove... It's actually super impressive that Dallas and Shanghai have been yeah. able to so reliably get there without all of these fail sales built into it, right? That just just means like they're probably just better. Yeah, I, I think the narrative this season as a whole has been we're getting on a good format track, but we need more samples to pull from. We need more regular season games to qualify for the qualifier, right? We need, or it would be good to have a play-in with a lower seed or a lower bracket to be able to play through. So you don't just kind of, it doesn't feel like it's RNG. Obviously it isn't like Avril said, but it does feel that way where, you know, Dallas fumbles early, you know, in melee and they come in with the lower seed and they beat up on, you know, an 0-4 team, right? That 0-4 curse is there for a reason because it felt, as though the winner was always kind of coming in from a lower seed, which really wasn't the case in 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 form, but on paper, that's that's what the people were doing. And I want to say yeah. that. Uh, oh, sorry, Yusuke, did you something else to add there? Yeah, Quickly. like in my mind, one thing that we absolutely need is more symmetry. So what we need is if we do have two compartments, they need to be mm-hmm. like two divisions. They need to be equal size or a divisible number where the amount of games is equal, but, okay, this is a little complicated. What I mean is everyone should be playing the same amount of games and the same amount of the same opponents uh, at the same time. You would need to find a number, world. yeah, like, a, like yeah, 24. Ideally, well, what you're talking about is ideally, it's ideally both regions have the same amount of teams. You literally play a round robin where you play all the same teams. Yeah. So that that is, if we're going to talk about fairness and competitive integrity and all that jazz, that would be like the quote unquote fairest way to do it, right? Yeah, I think in my mind, like the best number we have is 12 NA teams, eight Asian teams, all of them to play 24 games. Asia plays each other three times, like each opponent, and NA plays each other twice. 
because currently what we have with 14 matches, no, sorry, 16 matches 16. in NA, where there's 12 teams, that means you have, like, such variance in how str uh, strong you're... Like, it's very different if I'm playing Dallas, Shock, uh, Houston, and Atlanta Rain twice, yes. or if I play London, mm. Vancouver twice and whatnot, right? Like, this determines my season in a major way. Yeah. And... Now you cannot fo foresee how it will shake out. I think a lot of us expected, for instance, London to be stronger than they are, uh, turned out to be. But, like, you can't do it previously. So what you got to build is a system where you're just, like, protected from all these situations where there is just symmetry. Yes, there will be stuff like, oh, you caught this team in this hero pool and therefore your schedule was harder. Whatever. You're not going to get rid of it. But the, the asymmetry in our schedules will always be an issue for competitive integrity. I will play devil's advocate. I, so my, the reasoning for some of my questioning earlier is just to get the specifics about what we're talking about. Um, mm. And you're, you're even, you're, you expanded on that further by talking about, okay, 24 games, and that's, you know, these, this region plays each other twice, APAC plays each other three times, etc. Um, the obvious thing to say, first and foremost, that I think everyone already knows, you guys know this is already, there's a logistical issue there, and that's that's part. Of, that's why totally. teams are the numbers that they are. In fact, there was again. This is I'm just going to tell you things you already know. Um, there was probably only going to be seven teams in APAC at one point. Yeah, like last year, but we we managed to get eight in there because LA Valiant dropped in in the last second, and you know that's its own separate can of worms because we you'd argue that was it was done in the worst way. In fact, it is just done in the worst way possible. Yeah. So despite rounding out eight teams. You gave us the eighth team was so irrelevant that they might as well not be there. So it defeats the purpose, doesn't it? Um, yeah. There's a logistical issue with having the same number of teams, and then beyond that as well, I'm fairly certain at certain multiple stages, um, as far as the league office goes, their stance that was definitely in terms of this season has been that you know less games in qualification equals good. Because those have been the games previously in other seasons that have been the most boring or least impactful or the ones where you lose people's interest the, the yeah. easiest because mm -hmm. obviously 40-game season, too many. Um, yeah. Then it went to, was it 28? And that was still considered, I, I know internally that was considered to be too many again. And what was last year? How many regular season games was last year? I've actually completely 21, forgotten. I mean, it was kind 21. of a toss. So 21? yeah. 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 I would argue somewhere between 20 and 24 is actually pretty correct. So I don't think you're that far off your skip. For me, yeah. 20 is a good number because 20 means instead of four qualification games per stage, you do five. And even just that one extra per stage means you have way less of this two and two tiebreaker. You have just slightly more accurate seedings um, and you have slightly more leeway and ability for teams to maybe make a bounce back because the way it currently works is if you have a bad weekend, you're out. If you have a bad weekend, you're 0-2, forget about it. You're done. Yeah, you yeah. you might squeeze in on a 2-2 two two tiebreaker at best. Yeah. And if you do, you're in the bottom seed. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tough. It's rough. Uh, I, so I, I, just, I, don't, I don't like the four games per stage right now. I'll give you guys that. Uh, I'll give everyone that. I think that we, everyone agrees on that part. I, I think, like, I got to give the league office some credit here because theoretically speaking, right, 24 means six qualifying matches per uh, tournament cycle. That is mm. entirely feasible right now with our scheduling. That would mean each team plays two matches each week. Plus the tournament, yeah. then you have four weeks of sprint, a week of break. 
I feel like they might have felt this was too many matches and too much pressure on the players. And the feedback probably was that that was not going to be a feasible thing. In my mind, like, the way how we fix this is, like, we keep, keep the qualification uh, to six. And then after the tournament, we just increase the, the wait time by two weeks. It might even help with viewer fatigue. I'm not, I'm not sure if the dip that we're currently experiencing each season in the mid-season is just due to, like, viewer fatigue. Um, and maybe it isn't. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just summer. People are going outside, like, and therefore they mm -hmm. aren't watching as much Overwatch League. But if it is fatigue-related, then more games would, of course, hurt this. And the way you circumvent that is to have longer breaks, which helps the players and the audience to sort of feel fresh about it again. So I'm going to speak to view fatigue in a sec. In, well, right now, actually. And, and my take on that is uh, there's two ways to look at this. One, if you look at the league holistically, which is, I, I know, the way I think the league office looks at it, obviously. It's, it's one whole league, 20 teams, and a single league playing for a championship. Cool. Got it. Mm -hmm. We're on the same page. If you try and watch every single game from all 20 teams, you're going to get view yeah. fatigue. 100%. No doubts about it. And that's not even taking into account logistics. Like, forget about the part where you have to stay awake at an ungodly hour, depending on where you live in the world, to watch either region, because you can't watch both, probably, unless you're like Hexagrams, who wakes up at 3 a.m. in the each morning to to catch all the APAC games and then watch NA on the same day. But that's yeah. his job. He gets paid to do that. It's different. Um, it's too hard to watch both regions. But the, the you... Why is there no, maybe there is, but I, I haven't seen as much discussion or as much, you know, fingers pointed towards viewer uh, fatigue and other esports. I, I, I'm going to use, I always use League as the example. We're going to go back to League of Legends, sorry. Yeah. Um, but no one, I don't think anyone goes and watches LCK, then LEC, then LCS, then LPL, or, you know, all back to back to back to back. True. And if you try, then obviously you'd have viewer fatigue. Yes. The difference there is their regions are so separated as their own region. That you yeah. you normally you just support one region. If you're an LCS watcher, you just watch LCS. Just yeah. watch and if LCS. you watch all the LCS games, you can watch all, all the LCS games. And you're probably not going to feel view fatigue for for the average person. You might if you're not super into it. But if you're a fan of the LCS and you watch all the LCS, I think you're probably fine because there's there's enough games to keep your attention. And it's just on that that edge where if maybe they introduced a few a couple more games, it might cross the line. But where they are is kind of perfect. And I look at it from the POV, and this is the second way you look at it, is if you actually just look at it as APAC region and just look at it as NA region, and you're an mm. NA fan, you only watch NA, which I think most of them do anyway. You're an APAC fan, you only watch APAC, which I think most of them do anyway. Then I don't see where the view fatigue comes from. And if you did what Yuska's saying, six games per stage, 24 qualification games, regular season games in the entire season, um, and you only watched one region, you supported your region, I don't think you would get view fatigue. So I don't think 24 games is too much at all. Yeah, no. that's fair. I, I think you're you're bang on with the analogy to league and how we've how the Overwatch League has separated. It does feel like two separate broadcasts. It does feel like two separate, um, you know, divisions is is maybe too weak. Um, but in in terms of just that, each bubble, right? Like you have the NA bubble, you have the the Eastern bubble, you have that, you know, stylistic difference, you have the broadcast difference. I think if anything, maybe even doubling down on that so you can differentiate yep, to people that like this is a different almost like a different league. Like yep. the, what they do over there that's completely different from what we do over here. And then we meet every once in a while and we battle and we have these narratives and it's sick. 
um i think that's the way forward to combat viewer fatigue yeah i think that's i think there should be i think there should be two separate watch points apac has its own watch point they have their production crew their talent even even though i don't i don't mind if you know maybe maybe talent swapping in between is okay but depending on like you know time zone stuff like that's still pretty rough Um, i know from speaking to the other uh, casters who do cover apac as well as me the ones based in na i know that the apac games definitely like they they're up till 6 a.m or later i remember doing zp one weekend for one of the days they were up until like 8 or 9 a.m because they had all their games were four or five maps like that yeah so they were up for ages uh but that's that's besides the point like i i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know speak on somebody else's behalf i'm the kind of dgen that like if it were me i wouldn't give a fuck like i'll just i'll just do it at 9 a.m who cares but uh, I won't speak on anyone else's behalf on what what they think about that. I'm just saying the facts of what what has what what it is. But beyond that, you know, I, I agree, Joe. I think double down on it. Make it two separate regions, like even more so than it already is. Because yeah. uh, I think the interregional rivalry and fan debate has been some really entertaining stuff. So that's, good. That's what gets. That's what that those are the real narratives that fans buy into. You invest in these narratives because you support your region. You want to see your region do well. And you that's and you're gonna. I'll tell you what. Every single tournament, and especially in the play, especially dude, LAN, okay, get to Texas and all the teams on LAN, two regions, you're going to get some real fireworks there because you, now you're getting some real opportunities. Like, how do these two regions play on LAN? Because now you can forget about all the Hawaii, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, we're jet lagged and we lost a day because we lost yeah. our flight. Now it's all about, no, you're on LAN now. It's no more excuses. And if anything, this time the APAC teams are disadvantaged because they're traveling and we'll see how that impacts them. Um, but my point is, is, is the separation of the divisions and the separation of the regions creates far more exciting games and narratives. And um, the fan interaction there, uh, you know, the engagement increases tremendously. So, double down on it really hard, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I also think there's a, there's a bit of a, a scheduling issue this year, and maybe that's just like them saying, okay, our what viewership is so good that we don't necessarily have to care. But if I think about the schedules, like we're we're running three weeks of qualifiers, right? At pretty normal mm-hmm. standardized times until in the last week of qualifiers, we're starting on Thursday yeah. during a time. Then we run through Sunday. Then like time switch during that. Already my games, like if I'm a viewer of a specific team, I, I like within one or two hours difference, I can expect my team to play. So I can't schedule that for me. And then I got to switch to an entirely different time zone in Hawaii if I want to catch those. And in a time zone that doesn't seem so well aligned with any part of the world. Like, it's not like... Is it's, it really? It's pretty it's like for a, NA and APAC. What, when does I mean, it start in like NA? Evening NA. I think it was like yeah, it's nine, evening NA. which is fine. 9 p.m.? So okay, that's actually, yeah, okay yeah. that's actually pretty decent, yeah. APAC is, what, 11 a.m. for me, 10 a.m. for China and Korea. Yeah. Um, or the, around there. So, yeah, okay, you got to wake up for some esports. But it's not so late in the, it's not so early in the day that okay. people aren't awake yet. Most people, I'm going to say most, sometimes I don't wake up by then. A lot of times I don't. Um, but, yeah, okay, I mean, that's, that's a reasonable time. I don't think it's the worst. Uh, that's by the way if, if that, that doesn't get fixed at all by anything that's just the nature of interregional competition if they were on sure. LAN, hey where is the land yeah. is it in katowice is it in germany is it in la where, wherever that land position is there's going to be a bad time zone time. for somebody hey when it goes to texas and la that's just going to be bad for the <laughs> the chinese fans or the korean fans or whatever but the thing is what you got to put up for 
Like, these other scenes have the same discussions, though. Like, CS is currently discussing if their match uh, length is too volatile and that fans can't really calculate when their favorite team is playing because MR15, which is 15 rounds, sure. um, yeah. is too long. And, like, the difference between a 16 and 1 OTs. and... Like, yeah, like a 25 to 24 or to 23 is like very, very different in game length, especially if like it's a best of three series or a best of five to do sitting there the entire day. So like yep. other scenes are having the same discussion also about viewer fatigue, by the way, and player fatigue, um, where it feels like League has fixed this the best where it's compartmentalized, everyone just follows their little narrative. It also doesn't feel like... I feel really punished in my enjoyment if I don't catch APAC, because I don't understand what, I, what is about to come. And I've watched. Yes. Like, if I don't watch APAC, I don't know who the behemoths are and what they're running. I guess now I know it's Shanghai. I, like, if I'm not... Like, I'm sure if I'm only an NA watcher, I'm not seeing yeah. Chengdu come from a mile away. Even though I watched, I didn't see it either. 100%. That's beside the point. I but <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it—it's it, almost like everyone catches up in Hawaii. That can catch up. <laughs> it's like you're reading this book, and in this book, there's this that you're getting like Bart singing these songs of these great like other nations that are f fighting like glorious battles. Like, oh yeah, that's the side point. Whenever we're sitting at the campfire, so some Bart sings. And suddenly you get into a war and you just get utterly crushed and you're like, wait, you were a side mm. character in my story, bro. Like, where did you come from? Right? And like, that's but, what it would feel like to me if I didn't have the full picture. But you're, you're not supposed, I don't, I don't think you're supposed to get the full picture because there's so many games. You're not. This amount of games, you're not, I don't think anyone's supposed to watch every single game unless you are the most hardcore fan of the world or you get paid to do it. No one's watching literally every single game though. Exactly. I think two two points. You, I think you feel that way because a your job. It's difficult to sure. kind of watch it all. I, I I don't even watch all of them. Right. Valiant is getting glossed over. Vancouver, love you, getting glossed over. Right. Like you can't watch every game. Um. However, I think there are vehicles to help bridge that gap for people who do want to watch that. Again. I'll continue beating this drum until they do it. Watchpoint should be its own show. Give me a 30-minute show, middle of the week, uh, there's a reason for recounting this, but... all of these things. Sure, of course. It used to be um, in season one. Just saying. And then, you know, it, then it wasn't. And then uh, it wasn't. I can tell you right now, the, the talent that were involved would have much preferred if it stayed its own show, but that was out of their control. 100%. I mean, to, be fair, to be fair, it's I, also I like... That. 10 people watching you know like it's it's it, yes it I'm, is content for dude, those people who want to consume everything but can't that's dude, that's what you're tailoring this to it's it's i hate consumers so much dude like in order for this to work it, it almost would have to be like a top tank power ranking type of format right like everything now needs to be a listicle or like a power ranking type of thing to get into Zuma brains, bro. You numbskulled morons who don't appreciate fine. any storytelling, bro. I fucking hate this generation. Because this is, this is something that can never be changed. That yeah. This is, yes, because sadly, this is, this is some boomer yells at cloud kind of thing. Because, yes. 100%. I just, yeah. Like, you just, I just, 
you know, it can't. That's just you. We we're talking about inevitability here. It's just you can't help it. You uh, realize we picked the hero pool by playing marbles, right? Like you 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 get this. Has it seeped in now that we have to like sugarcoat uh, a lot of this stuff to, uh, to get I, it down? Well, actually, I thought the marbles was kind of clever. I thought there's a fun way to do it. It's I just, agree. I, I enjoyed it, but it is. Um, yes, 100%. Like it's not a criticism of Platchat and how they did it and how the league wanted to do things. I think it's specifically tailored because this community is more lighthearted, isn't taking well, themselves super seriously. And I think you can do that. With the proper vehicle. It's, it's just, dude, it just feels like, you know, you have this sushi chef and he has been honing his craft for like 50 years and you sit down at the table and as he serves you the sushi, you pull your pants down and start eating it with crayons instead of chopsticks. You know, that's, that's sort of like how we're wrapping up, like whatever players are doing 12 hours a day, we just have to like... TikTokify our experience of this garbage, bro. Like, uh, I, I like. How do we? How are we TikTokifying our experience? I mean, I mean, we're maybe I've already doing it to a decent chunk, right? Like, we 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 have yes. to make it fun yes. for some reason more so than all other esports. Apparently, it's like not what fun. Hey, I mean, like, I feel like the the desk is way less analytical than in any other esports. You understand that's because, and this has been, there's been some statements from some talent regarding this. I think Uber might have, I'm not, actually, I don't want to throw anyone's name in there because I don't, I don't remember, I'd have to actually look this up and find out. My memory believes it was somebody, but I'm not going to, I'm just going to retract that name because don't, yeah, yeah. I don't want to accidentally yeah, yeah. put someone's name I think in there, it but, was Uber, yeah. Um, they're, they're, well, yeah, I think it was in response to one of your tweets, mm -hmm. actually. And it was something like, you know, analytical content. It just doesn't get the viewership. Just yeah, people yeah. don't care about that. Yeah. Maybe is what exactly what it's you're talking an, about. You're like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes, yes, that's the TikTok thing. But at the, at the same time, like, I don't know that's different from any e-sport. I think that's literally no. every and Not even e-sports, the traditional sports too. I think the majority of people that watch traditional sports aren't there to watch telestrations. They, they, I agree. We're still getting them in Germany regularly. And we're, we're still yes. in other esports, like so in Varens, there will be Sean Gears at a Telestrator explaining shit, and people will enjoy that type of content. If you don't start it early, I'm of the opinion that yes, we will most competitive, uh, you know, title sports, whatever you want to call it, um, competitive ventures um, will become kind of the least common denominator, will be about entertainment. Um, I actually just did something uh, kind of reviewed and was talking with somebody about this recently, looking at the NBA and looking at how entertainment driven a lot of it is. But there still is analysis in there because at the foundation, there is like a want and a need for it. We either haven't had enough time to build that audience up or we failed to drive them early enough to want that if that makes sense right like i that's a bigger discussion regarding actually, the Overwatch i don't League, think but... there's a lack of analysis i when i watch Watchpoint, it's just like they talk about yeah here that here or our predictions here's why we think a certain team is going to be winning or maybe losing and yada 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 yeah. um that's the key if i'm a fan who's trying to catch up i'm a fan of mm -hmm. only a certain team and i don't watch these other teams that's the best time for me to catch up on what's going on maybe on the other regions as well totally um i'd probably I just from an average fan POV probably tune out if it gets too, you know, gritty if it gets too crunchy in terms of 
here here's a fucking algorithm for you to consume let's do some trigonometry mm. on screen it's not that doesn't hold anybody's attention um 100%. that's for vod reviews later that's for like custard doing vod reviews on stream or me doing vod reviews on stream that's that extra content and it takes it takes hours to go through maps doing that because yeah. depending on what kind of depth you actually want the, the game is so extremely complicated that's what ends up happening and when i watch content from i'm going to use league of legends again uh their their content they don't do heavily analytical stuff on no. their shows either they will save that for other things and other types of content they have specific content that gets uploaded youtube that's a little bit more analytical like let's break down mm-hmm. this team fight chat used to do that on uh, on yep. the lol esports cha- yeah. uh, youtube channel so I that's that's the normal. big problem it is normal but we don't have the other vehicle to kind of push that towards and yes viewers of the show is have you know heard us debate this and talk about this a ton but i'll still drive this point home there should be a jet breakdown there should be a sideshow <laughs> talking with players and reviewing this and we almost had that earlier on but i don't know where that's gone i don't think there's um, time on, on a watch point this time no it can't be exactly it has to be peripheral right i think if you want to keep Watchpoint the way that it is yes i think it's fine i think the i think the what they're doing right now is fine but i think the the issue that i have is that they're already getting from my understanding um from what you guys had mentioned earlier that like you're already trying to pare down the analysis because it's already feeling like we're, we're losing people. It's already too much. Um, I think there are just ways to offset it. Um, you can leave it how it is, but I think there's just more opportunity for content is, is what I'll leave it on. I, I think yeah. a, a big part why like, it's not just the nature of this game, right? Being pretty casual in that regard. And also like yes. the, the game being super hard to discern. But it's also like we selected people based on which part of the world they've been shed out to, right? Like, oh, yeah, you've been sure. born in Boston, so now you're a Boston fan. Nobody looks at the gameplay and goes like, oh, I'm a fan of this gameplay. For some teams, it works. For Chengdu, for instance. And that's why, like, that, that t- st- uh, stuff is uh, interesting. And then I would assume, like, if you then look at the, um, the selection of, or, like, if you did more analytical content around Chengdu, that probably did better in the past than it was. Mm-hmm. But it's like we're, we're selecting on so, such superficial like um, points where it's just like it's more about the conclusions than the process in pretty much everything. Like you're looking at where they are in the standings, you're like more concerned um, with who got the win, not how. And it's like I don't know. It's it's really disappointing, and it's it feels like it has never been worse than well, it is right now. I'll tell you, this is this is where uh, this will probably be my last comment on it as well. But uh, this is where I I see Overwatch Two as being an area of growth because you're you're ideally having a game that's a little bit more favored for individual mechanics, for your own yes. ability to pop off, and you have a game where you could appreciate individual skill a lot more. And that's yeah. one thing I think has been missing a lot from overwatch as a game not even just professionally just overall uh yeah. to how team dependent it is i think you need a more mechanically dependent game because you in, in a way uh you you do want to foster some sort of idolization of pro players like they have in games like valorant where you have a lot of fans that like certain pros because of how good they are and yeah. that could that's probably a better reason to follow a team because you like these players perhaps their personalities but definitely their gameplay rather than i'm from the city therefore i'm fan of this team even though i know that's that's you know the american sports model uh as a non-american it's it definitely flies over my head a little bit but 
we don't have that in this game. You don't have you don't have a lot of the average audience kind of idolizing certain players unless they're like you know the literal best players. But even then, I don't like you know sure super super's like a mega big personality, but most of his fan base make fun of his gameplay. They don't idolize his gameplay, right? So it's um it's very different in our community. And maybe a, yeah. a game that favors more mechanical ability will kind of fix that. But that's going to be uh Hopefully, my yeah. my final thought on that. Joe, uh, do you want to end with something here? But we'll move on. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree that Overwatch 2 has a lot of opportunity to kind of right the wrongs or, or, you know, take off the training wheels and, and remove some of the exper more experimental things of the format. Um, and it should do a lot of good for a lot of the same reasons, right? Giving, giving players more longevity, giving them more uh, stylized personalities, whether it be gameplay or just, you know, the way that they talk. So, uh, yeah, uh, big, big hopium in that regard. Cool. So um, now we went on a huge tangent that wasn't planned, but it was good content anyway. Uh, let's get to dive back into where we were on playoffs and kind of cap off playoffs yes. discussion a little bit before we head into Countdown Cup discussion is just early speculation. I don't want to call it a prediction because I, I, that, that has a different connotation. Okay. So not a prediction, just a speculation. Oh, so I can't make meme videos of it, Avril? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, yeah, I, can't, uh, I can't just jump down people's throats? Uh, uh, do what you want, Joe. Uh, I'm not going oh, okay. to chain you down. Um, speculation on where you guys think playoffs are going to land. Let's get the obvious ones out of the way. You have uh, Dallas on 15 points and Shanghai on 18 points. They'll they'll yeah. lock. Forget about anybody making meaningful catch ups at that stage. I uh, Shanghai are at this stage guaranteed first seed. Dallas are all but guaranteed first seed. I think there's only one way another team would catch up. So you have San Francisco, Houston on nine points each. If they go four and zero and win a bunch of countdown cup ma matches and maybe win the grand finals, they could catch up to Dallas Field if Dallas Field goes zero and four. So it's not guaranteed that Dallas Field finish first seed, but I think they've all like theoretically they they I don't see Dallas Field not winning matches here. I don't see them going on and four. So theoretically speaking, Dallas Field a first seed. Uh and anything else beyond that, guys, who wants to start in terms of where, where you see the the sort of points landing off and who gets to go where it's it's difficult in na obviously because we still have another stage to kind of go through another tournament cycle to play through um but my mind immediately draws to like the narrative of this season has been that two horse race where it's dallas shanghai dallas shanghai obviously summer wasn't um well i i think we'll probably see some sort of clash of the two teams again but i have a funny gut feeling and it's unfounded but i don't know that we're going to get that final that grand final that that dallas fuel shanghai it's the rubber match we're going to the trilogy because fuel got knocked out early in some show now it's not because night. fuel get knocked out early um if, if no, I'm, I'm saying if point. summer show did summer showdown taint your kind of belief in fuel is what i'm getting to. um a little bit i think less than i think people are immediately going to jump at in the, the especially the, the youtube and reddit comments um i think there is a obviously we have to wait for the playoff pat or the yeah the playoff patch um see what that looks like that could change a lot but as it stands right now I think with what the meta has kind of situated on, I like, 
I like a lot of teams' chances in NA to upset Dallas. And that's not because they have a lack of experience. It's not because they have bad players, right? The whole team's good. Um, there is some glaring holes in this team that can be kind of capitalized on or um yeah i guess that's how i'd put it capitalize on that that can draw these close so um, so who who makes what like who who's your top three and where who do you think is going to be in the playoffs top three I, in yeah, a top two you A-Pack. can't count dallas out right dallas has to be there i just don't know how far they go in playoffs if i'm if i'm looking at the picture right now i'm not sure exactly how far they go and that feels really weird especially if you put your brain back in the May melee, right? Like, oh my God, Dallas is doing so good. How do they not make, you know, playoffs and make the grand finals? I'm not sure, right, at this point. So who Shock I'm good? scared of. Okay. Um, yes, they're the, the only, it feels like the only other team that has a, a immense, you know, high pressure experience when it comes to playoffs and, and, and high stakes matches. Not all their Again, players, but not the same team exactly this is not that same team it's difficult to kind of shed that narrative though it is hard to get behind get out from behind those rose tinted glasses uh with this team maybe they can get it together but it 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 really does feel like two through two through five it, it could just be a smattering of anybody of san francisco houston la washington and maybe even atlanta given an outside chance i don't see them going farther farther um or securing that third seed i think that's difficult to say but yeah i think glads can turn it around as milk toast as that sounds um i i have some personal stake in justice i think where they're sitting um with what i think the meta will be when it comes to countdown cup i can see them maybe sneaking into the third seed i can see houston kind of slipping out i can see san francisco continuing the trend of just having a difficult time grasping and coordinating these new metas um, and being extremely slow to start. Um, so yeah, I'll say, I'll put my money on Dallas. I'll say Dallas, Houston justice. I don't know if Glad's can Feel get about those. Yeah. And one team, one other team aside from Shanghai in APAC as well. Uh, what's a spicy one. I don't think spark's going to do it um yeah it's gonna be boring i think it's probably just shanghai soul um i like chengdu i like what i saw from them uh, actually you know what no i'll say shanghai chengdu i think it's as long as the meta continues the way that it's going i think echo comes back for playoffs playoff patch be damned i like where chengdu sets let's just assume Wait. we don't well we, we don't know what the playoff patch is because this yeah. is pointless to really factor that in we'll just assume nothing major shakes things up because we we can't even make the assumption of what that shakeup could be so we'll just uh veto out any discussions of playoffs patches for now um Yuska, your your thoughts on like who your front runners are so to auto seed so it's it's really just about like who makes top three at the end of the season right we're not talking about playoff implications okay well, top right. three to get into the playoffs yeah top three right. and top two season to get into playoffs. The playoffs yeah um so yeah. i think what is really interesting is this like outlaws gladiators reign trifecta there where they all play each other in some way and then also the mayhem um yeah. i think that that one is fat and i think because justice has such a weak strength of schedule by comparison even though they're still playing houston and 
Gladius, and a lot of that, their outcome of their season will be determined this weekend. Um, Do you mean strong strength of schedule or weak? As in a e relatively weak. Or... Right? Like, being, being they get the day of a difficult strength of schedule or they have an easy strength easy, of schedule? Easy. This... Easy. Easy? Yeah. Does that mean they have a strong strength, uh, strength of schedule? Or am I getting the terminology mixed up? So I think it's mixed up, but I see where you... I, I know what you mean. Easy strength of... It's strong in the sense that it's good for them, yeah. but I think in the, the, the general schedule, terminology... It? Or do you, it's it a good schedule. I it's think not strong. It's, I think for you... The higher strength <laughs> of schedule, Avril, the... Strong, like the stronger the teams are, they play, right? Yes. And the weaker uh, strength of schedule. Generally, yeah. The weaker, the yeah. weaker the teams. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to understand terminology because in right. my mind, I thought a weak strength of schedule means it's going to be hard for them, for yes. which I'm like, mm, it's going to be pretty easy. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. I understand the uh, confusion. No, but like playing uh, both Defiant and Vancouver is pretty easy. Uh, especially in comparison yeah. to their direct uh, opposition, of course, like the Hawaii mm -hmm. uh, points will also uh, determine a lot. I think just like by the nature of those games, like two, one or two uh, of those guys ahead of them will directly uh, disqualify themselves from that discussion. But um, I think that that's an interesting one. It honestly really depends on meta who who gets ahead there out of these three i feel like rain i i don't know if na learned you know like a lot of it comes down to what kind of meta we're playing and if yeah like in regards to season playoffs if a lot of na teams woke up and go like okay yeah we can play the best relative to our region and then mm -hmm. E-Crow, like, once it comes to season playoffs, because we're not beating anyone in Asia with our shit. Um, that's an interesting one for me, for sure. I think, uh, and, like, Shock is sort of, like, got off easy. They have a, probably the easiest uh, strength schedule, even though, like, the, the uh, Monte Carlo seems to disagree that um, Justice has a slightly easier one. I think they will just go 3-1. Win Boston, win Vancouver, win Defiant. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's a it's a weird situation. I will say, is there uh, a more boring and invisible team this season than the Defiant? Jesus no. Christ, have you not heard anything from them? Not only are they they they, they, they will get, barely get in. You don't see them at the media. You not, they're not in any stage playoff qual qualification thingies. They're just playing their games. Yeah. Nobody knows you know, anything. They might as well not be there, right? Like, do you know how many people gave me shit for my preseason power rankings, putting Defiant like, oh my god, Avril put Defiant so low. Oh, yeah. he, what is he talking about? Why would he put Defiant so low? They have Sato and Hisu. <laughs> yeah, okay. Where, where you at now, fellas? Uh, yeah. They had a chance. Where you at? They Why had you so a chance. This team is good. I think they have good pieces. Maybe that's the better way to put it. I think they have a good foundation if they want to build for you know the future. Um, I think the the saving grace of this team has literally been Aspire. Like they're not completely invisible because of Aspire yeah, yeah. Right? and the success story that that kid's been. Um, it like outside of that, yeah, it is. It I mean, is. I couldn't tell you half that like. 
what this team style is. It never seems like they're going to go deep anyway. So yeah. why bother? Um, they should like, when you look at them on paper, they should be performing well. Um, and they're not performing poorly, but it's either not consistent or just actually poor. It, it's like, yeah. the thing is like, I think their viewership is still pretty stable because like that organization seems to be doing something well in their regional markets. Right. But there's, there's something to be said about a team like even Paris that are sitting at the same score have way more attention them on them for being a, um, like a team that, um, is that know, expectations overperforming because they defied expectations. They came up. Yeah. Ironically, they defied expectations, not the defiant who weren't defiant yeah. enough. Yeah, defiant needed to defy a little bit more. They haven't defied enough, really. Yeah, the only yeah. thing they've defied is their own their own fans' expectations. Sadly, um, the same same uh, defiant, right? Like, just mediocre at best every season. Yeah, they're they're yep. probably the worst team performing team in Overwatch League history. Okay, just get real because you already brought defiant. I'm just going to throw this at you real quick. Do Defiant still make play-ins? Are they in the top yeah. nine? Are they are they somewhere between four and nine? Are they yeah, number nine? Because I mean, Bayham's strength of schedule is just like too too strong, right? Like, and they're playing with checkmate. Right. Does anyone yes. disagree? Does anyone disagree with the following statement? For because I I was gonna say as well, like, what do you guys think of play-ins? Who's gonna make it in? And an easy yeah. question would be to ask who doesn't who make it in. Doesn't Does anyone it, yeah. disagree with Florida, Spitfire, Vancouver missing out? Oh, it's so even with hard, o, even dude. with OG coming back. Let's just throw that in there as well. Throw that into the equation. Does everyone? Are we all? Because I I'll, I'll say it. Yeah, I think Florida Spitfire Titans missed out. Yeah. Do you two agree with that, or do you think Florida maybe make it in and a different team misses out? I would love nothing more to throw out a hot take here, but there is literally nothing. It would have you need to a be, miracle. It would have to be Boston, Paris, or Toronto shitting the bed. One of those three well, teams. 100% agreed and they're at a point the most likely feels like it's Toronto I don't see Boston performing all that poorly and this is just completely ignoring the schedules um, this is a Florida and correct me if I'm wrong but we haven't heard anything from OG correct like they're still going ahead with checkmate regarding no, he's, back. he's back and I think he would be playing if he's back so let, me, let, me, let me tell you one thing because you brought up Boston I will say that Boston's strength of schedule is such that they go up against Paris, which I think Paris is the stronger mm. team. They go up against San Francisco Shock, which I think Shock is a better team. They have a free right. win versus Vancouver, and then they have a swing match versus Florida. Now, yeah. if they lose that match versus Florida and Florida get a win elsewhere, they, yeah, they, they chance, sneak in. Florida sneak in. If, that, that, if that, OG yeah. comes back and this, but even then, like you don't have you don't have Echo at this point. It's doable though. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. But then it's 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 the Chengdu example of like, okay, do you want BQB on Sombra? What is the second DPS looks like? Are our projections of the meta correct, which we'll get to? Um, I don't know. I, it's tough. I see. I see that outside chance, but it feels like an outside chance. So it yeah. feels like you should. So you are you is you are you aligned? Are you aligned with Mayhem Spitfire Titans? Then at the end yes, of the day, I agree. Yeah. Is anyone? disaligned do we all agree bottom three for east there's going to be valiant charge and excelsior does anyone not think that i think spark might drop and that's Alone not because yeah maybe 
Okay, so, so just to put things in context, Spark have Seoul, Philadelphia, Chengdu, and Val- and Guangzhou. Guangzhou should be a fairly free game. Yeah. Uh, the other three games could be tough. So there's a non-zero chance that they go 1-3, which would hurt mm-hmm. them. Uh, Excelsior have Philadelphia, Chengdu, and who else? Valiant, Shanghai. So Valiant's an auto-win, Shanghai's an auto-loss. Uh, Philadelphia, you'd say it shouldn't be a good game, but they're 2-0 versus Philly yeah. this, this season. If anything, they have, they have a secret. They have the fucking kryptonite versus Philadelphia. <laughs> um, Chengdu should be a loss. So I can see New York going 2-2, two and two, beating Philly and Valiant, and maybe Hangzhou going 1-3 and three if they're prepared unlucky. So that brings the score lines to... Down the map. Is, it's even. Eight. New York's on oh, eight no, as well. Yeah. New York's on 7. No, shit. If you Hangzhou, go... If- if you go even win eight. New York would need to win yeah. one extra just to tie them. It's super hard for it's New York. It's tough. Yeah, now that you put it that way, it is tough. They could. I, that's that's the only other team. Yeah, I agreed. They could. I think too far this is the more likely region to see kind of a dramatic shift. I think if I'm going to be completely honest, I like the Sparks personnel. I've said that since day one. I've thought very highly of the, the players that they have. However, uh, the management decisions have not been uh, great. Uh, the coaching changes have me a little concerned. Um, and that's not because I think the coaches are bad, but when you have so Can much I, rotation, it's not good. Can I paint you a picture? So if Hangzhou lose to Guangzhou and they lose to everyone else and they go 0-4, then you're going 2-2 two two, gets them on the same points as Hangzhou, that's a tiebreaker. Or yep. if New York beat an extra team. So if New York, they beat Philly, they beat Valiant. So two beatable teams for them. And Valiant only because they've, again, got, Val- uh, sorry, Philadelphia because they got Philadelphia's kryptonite. They would have to then win against either Shanghai or Chengdu, the top two teams based on strength of recency bias from Summer Showdown. So they would have to upset one of those two teams if, if Hangzhou don't then lose to Guangzhou. And if, obviously yeah. if both happens, New York just get to go in there for free. But assuming only one of those two things happen where Hangzhou shit the bed go 0-4 or New York play high to expectations to go 3-1 instead of 2-2, it's one of those two things basically needs to happen just for a tiebreaker. So that's where things get really rough for New York. Which is, see, this this has me wondering, which is which region is more likely or what team's more likely to actually upset? Is, is New York more likely in your guys' minds to move into Sparks' position, granted the the pathway that Avril's painted, or the Florida Mayhem kind of unseating either Boston or maybe even Toronto. Mm. Like, oh. it it feels tight. I it's not Mayhem an easy decision. Likely. Say again, Yuska? I think Who? Mayhem is more likely to make it in than uh, Excelsior. Really? I think yeah. Mayhem would have to beat... I think Mayhem would have to not only beat... Austin, they would also have to beat Atlanta. Yeah. And that's on top of, like, bringing back somebody into the they fold. Need, they uh, need one of Boston, Paris, or Atlanta to shit beat, to, to... I think they beat Outlaws. You think they beat Outlaws You think well? the Florida Mayhem beats Outlaws? And Uprising, and that's that. And then they gotta pray that uh, it's, it's enough. Like, one okay. of those other teams will have to I need to a... hear what you I think will, this I, meta is. Before you, just before you say that, the picture that this paints now is that if Florida go two and two, they're on seven points, which is currently one ahead of Boston, Paris, and Toronto. So if any of those teams go own four, they're done. 
But if yeah. one of those teams goes one in three, which I think is very likely because you have some real freebies in here. So for example, Boston get Vancouver. That's a freebie. Paris are doing they're doing far too well to to not get a single win here. I don't see London. there's no chance for Paris also have London. I'm sorry, that's a freebie. Um, what did Toronto do? Toronto get any freebies in here? Yeah. Let's have a look real quick. Toronto have London, so they everybody gets a freebie. So yeah. uh, that being said, Florida going two and two, which is Yiska's pathway, still only gets you into a tiebreaker. Which with likely worse map uh, position as well. It's really hard for Mayhem. Um, that said, I, I feel like it's almost like if, if Mayhem makes it, you need like you need a significantly stronger London. I think it's not out of the question that London just finds something and for instance, I think become better than steadily improving, but yeah, like get an upset win I against agree. Eternal at the at the end of the. That's not a. That's not a. As much as I say Toronto get a free win there, I don't know. Toronto could be very weak and London could be very strong. Very true. Yeah. Uh, Malfi and just dominate Toronto. There's there's non-zero chance of that. So, uh, maybe there is a well. So to answer the question, I can see Toronto shitting the bed. More likely yeah. than I can see Hangzhou or Fusion shooting the bed. And that's the other question out this, that's by the fair. way. The other one to bring up is that Fusion could actually go 0 and 4 here because Fusion has. Yes, they could. Seoul, they have New York, which they've lost to twice already. Yeah. They have Hangzhou and they have Shanghai. They could go uh, 0 and 4. Yeah, they and If they go uh, 0 and 4, New York, once again, once again, the narrative and the joke, it's not even a joke at this stage, but it happens every single time, of Philadelphia gifting New York a free pass into. X and Y situation playoffs this time is like it will be fulfilled. That destiny, that prophecy will once again be fulfilled for the third time in a row. Um, so there's dude. that option. I think Seoul um, will be will, like on paper, right? Like Chengdu has a way easier schedule than Seoul does. I feel yes. like Seoul will come back hard this this cycle. Like it's not even based on what I think the meta will play. It's just like there's there's many things like certain in the Overwatch League, and one of those certain things is this gesture and profit towards the end of the season will play significantly better than they did in all uh, previous parts of the season. Hence, why yep. they've been called uh, slackers before. Um. So, um, just for the viewers as well, we are the listeners. We are previewing pathways for how teams get into playoffs and other situations. We will be diving a little bit deeper into very specific matches in a later portion of the show, so we're going to save all the, the good juice in terms of real nitty-gritty uh, matchup discussion in just a bit, but to, to finish things out, um, I don't know, Jessica, did you give me a, a top 3 NA and top 2 okay. APAC? I don't actually know. So, yet. Top 3 NA, uh, Dallas is locked in, uh, Shock's yeah. locked in for me, Okay. Can you even not say rain? Is that allowed? Are they one one match down, right? You can say it. I'll tell you what I think after, but you can say it. <sighs> okay. I'm I'm saying outlaws. Fuck it. Didn't you also say Mayhem could beat Outlaws? Yeah, they could. Yeah. <laughs> what, is guy, dude. What, are you, what is this? I don't understand. You just. I'm excited to hear yeah. what you think about this meta. 
So you, you said Mayhem could be an Outlaws, but then you're putting Outlaws in your top three. Because huh? they Excuse have me? one more win than all the teams, other teams, right? Agreed. So that's yes. that's a big advantage, I think, here. I think they will realistically go 2-2. Two, two. Um, they have enough of a buffer. The problem is, like, there will probably be a 3-1 out of that group, and they will then have a better map score, so it's hard to say. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, like, I think that one win is so big. Maybe I'm wrong. Yes. Maybe it's also justice, just because they can just farm up. Um, they really, realistically, probably just need one uh, win this weekend. Farm the other teams 3-0, look great in, in uh, map differential. And also squeak in. Bro, it's so yeah. close there. Like, is, if I'm saying outlaws, I'm saying... Outlaws then. Or yeah. you, you no longer lock outlaws. Here's the thing, right? Like, we have four teams vying for the, the position. Um, oh my god, I, I kind of convinced my... Now I'm convincing myself of justice, dude. I need to put on some, you know, who wants to be a millionaire, like real intense music. Yeah. Shit, like, dude. Uh, it's going, I'm going to need an answer. A, B, C, or D. I'm S &S going D, the ju Washington Justice, for the main reason okay, being, I think Mayhem will be significantly above uh, a free win for all of the, these teams that have to play Mayhem. Mayhem will kill two of these streams. Okay. Interesting. Congratulations. We are now on to the $200 round. So we passed the $100 <laughs> round. Uh, because I, I agree with that. Uh, I will give you my thoughts now. And I also... So I have Dallas Justice. And wait for it. This one's fucking what? spicy. Third team. My third seed team after Countdown Cup. That are directly seeded into Texas is Paris Eternal. I'm here for it, but yo, paint what are you picture. smoking? That's almost like Why? yeah. I want to hear this. Let me. Let, yeah, me... let me. Let me take a puff real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's almost mathematically I, impossible. I have Paris going four and zero the stage. Not only do I have them zero. Their schedule is uh -huh. fucking easy. Outside yeah, of Dallas, like the Dallas it's real mega easy. They have <laughs> Dallas, and then they have Boston, and then they have London, and no, then they London, have Toronto. No, that's very a, winnable oh, schedule. Yeah. Uh, that's a take. See, that's a take. Usually, on. only Joe has been able to get off on this show. On, I'm, I'm so, sort of excited. I'm also just like careful, careful, guys, guys. What happened was Avast and Avala pay me a lot of money. Yeah. Fair. Okay. And we are, we, are, we are the AV trifecta of the Overwatch verse. <laughs> and we have to stand in solidarity with each other. And so we're all locked in for Paris. Um, no, I think Paris go 4 0 here. And not only do they go 4 0, that, that gets them in. I, I, think they, I think they go to Count No Cup and get another point Ooh. there as well. Oh, shit. I have, I have Paris, Washington, Dallas as my three teams. I like it. I like it. It's not a fucking prediction. It's a speculation. All right, guys, we just can calm down just a tiny bit. <laughs> um, 
And then my my eastern region is really boring. It's just Shanghai, Chengdu. Chengdu's strength, strength of schedule is far too easy. Uh, Seoul, they have a harder strength of schedule. They will not get more points than Chengdu. That is my honest answer there. Chengdu well, have the one of one of the easiest strength schedules hmm. possible. What you they just simply cannot. I can't. Like what you just said about Eternal, I think it's more likely that they go in for. Literally more likely. Wow. No shot, wow. right? Certainly not. Can I just With say the- both? Can I just say both answers feel pretty extreme. Like this is quite polarizing. <laughs> I feel like four zero is a quite a hot take. It's it's hot enough that I'd be I'd be willing to dude, settle for yeah, you. Dude, what you're saying is they will not anyway. just beat Dallas Fuel once; they will beat them twice in order to get that one point. Because they go into the Asian bracket, then they will lose against the Asian team. We'll get into the lower bracket where <laughs> Dallas Fuel will wait for them. They will beat the Dallas Fuel, get swiftly disposed well, of. Beat them, beat them twice. If they can beat them once, I don't understand. Anyway, because what I was they play- to say is your your own four take. Is way fucking hotter than my foreign no, take. No, it's not. It's not. Really? <laughs> no. Nah. Is, is, is take hotter Bro. than zero take? Leave a comment below. You are way too overestimating how hot this team is. Come on, man. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of their progress as well, but Jesus Christ, dude. Okay, so we've landed on two. Okay, I'll say three one then. But you still say oh four. Come on, there's no yeah, way. You're, no, no, you're what you said, what, uh, what you said is they will get one point from Countdown Cup after going 4-0. That is literally less likely to happen than them going 0-4. Why do they have to beat Dallas twice? Oh, yeah, 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 Once yeah. again, they start with Dallas, and then they get yeah. to Countdown Cup, where Dallas is likely waiting are again. Dallas are the team going to Countdown Cup, just first of all. Um, oh, you're saying Dallas is not going to Countdown Cup? I, well, 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 hey, I don't we'll want to get see. into good content we'll until see. we get there. But I, I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I'm not saying it's guaranteed. Nah, nah. I'm, I, I think it's a good percentage chance, but I'm not saying yeah. it's, a, it's a... What is happening? I'll give Shanghai 100%. Literally. I don't give Dallas 100%. What happened is, I like Joe, I, my faith in Dallas was, sh- was shook a little bit. It was. That's right. Shaketh. Um, has been shooketh. Shake should be the most shaken here, yes, considering how fucking burnt you got from He's the summer show. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm going hard. Like, the Dallas cleric, the dude. apostle of the fuel. Dallas cleric. <laughs> the ye who have faith. Dude, 4 0. Like, what is, what is it that you think, like, how, why, why did Paris then not make it to Hawaii this time, for instance? If they're so up, good, okay, it's VTech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They get, they get better later on. Bro, like, these guys, guys actually VTech. think this is, this <laughs> is <laughs> Dragon Ball Z, bro. <laughs> either, we, either we go out of order for topic discussions or, or, or something else. Because I, I, we're almost ready just to get deep into like actual matchup discussion, but I wanted to save that for last on yeah. the show. Khan is Sunshine um, apparently, like, just like leveling up consistently and having literally no hard cap on how high he can go like i don't understand as if this team is not entirely average in the overwatch league even at this point in time i'm so glad you accidentally added a violet to the chat and then removed her in time (laughs) (laughs) come on guys come on like yes they're doing a lot they're doing they're doing average which is great with a team that should Mm. be bottom two that is their achievement. It's not that they are one of the best three teams in the Overwatch League at the moment, 
with one of also, the bottom three talent lions. That's not what's Mala, happening there. Mala is physically already in Dallas, so checkmate. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you guys. I already beat you. This is... Um, I'm, I'm I'm, not... what, what were we going to talk about next? Uh, we were going to move away from playoffs discussion into yeah. oh, that's right, the Calder Cup uh, announcements. So yes. last episode, I said we weren't going to talk about the hero rotations because we want to save for this episode. Well, we've arrived now. And through the Magic of Marvels, as Joe uh, mentioned earlier, it was, by the way, the most highest stakes game of marbles I've ever seen in my life. Like, all four of them. It was just like, mm. oh, my God. I've never cared so much about my marbles, ever. And it was great. And anyone complaining, like, oh, why did they do it on marbles? This is so unfair. Like, you... You don't understand. Marbles might as well just be a dice, or you could literally not yeah. watch the marble and have a computer spit out a team or, or a name that that's equal to what marbles is. It's literally random, so don't get don't get baited, don't get triggered by marbles. It's still random. It still works. So we landed on the outer rotation here is the bands: so Echo, Ash, Sigma, Lucio. Very punishing for North American teams. Who's going to start us off on this discussion? Yeah, I. I agree with most of the community sentiment that this probably won't change a ton from what we've seen from the summer showdown, but I think this is subtly more impactful than I think people realize. Um, I think Echo for a lot of teams, and I know Avril, you brought this up on Plat Chat, um, it is kind of like a third string DPS pick that you can kind of just count on a lot of the times. It's kind of good in a lot of places. You can kind of just utilize it if things aren't working. I know you you rightfully pointed out Chengdu and Leave do this quite a lot, and rightfully so. Moving that off the table is a little weird. It's going to cause some picks that wouldn't normally see play, I think. Um, and I think when we get it also kind of shadows another point that I want to make. Um, Lucio being removed, I think starts to kind of chip away at the Shanghai composition that was used to kind of counteract a lot of what Chengdu is doing with the Reaper. I don't know if you can run that same composition without Lucio to kind of engage with the, or, or help uh, catalyze the Reaper. I think that that kind of draws that into question. I think Ash Sigma is a little bit of a... It, it, those kind of feel meaningless, but I think Echo feels like a good replacement for a Reaper removal, where you want something... If if the meta does kind of situate out into being what Chengdu was running, which was Brig and uh, Zen, um, it's really low on-demand healing. So to kind of counter that, you want to have really really bursty upfront damage that you know shanghai was utilizing to bust these tanks now without echo and hypothetically without reaper you don't really have a good solution that kind of fits within a lot of the dive framework whether it be wrecking ball or winston the other knock-on is probably farah i think widow could be open here um but yeah, I think in, in a general kind of wrap up, I think this is subtly more impactful than people are kind of giving it credit for. I think Lucio and Echo are going to really kind of shake things up. Um, not in terms of what compositions are being run, because I think it is going to be very dive centric. It's going to be a lot of what we saw in Summer Showdown. Um, but it's it's which heroes are played uh, that are, uh, you know, 
I think the support lineups are going to be a little funky. And I think the, that second DPS pick um, specifically probably for Asia is going to be a little, can you, yeah. can you just explain to me again, what you were talking about in terms of its impact on dive? You said about something about dive early. I just want to make sure I understood correctly. So it, granted it, it's a little messy, but hopefully this is a good spark notes version. Um, I feel like Lucio helped that Reaper composition that we saw from Shanghai. Yes. Yep. At, I agree. Right. Yep. Um, the Reaper, ideally, or from my perspective, um, its role was upfront burst damage on tanks to punish the on-demand healing that, you know, the Chengdu composition, which was running, uh, Zenyatta Brigitte, if memory serves, um, that was to kind of punish that. So if we're kind of keeping that as, as you know, standard, if we're using that to kind of balance against, um, now you don't really have a good second DPS option to uh, kind of punish that. Does I that make sense? don't buy into Reaper punishing as hard as Reaper cannot be punished as his main value. For example, you want to slam okay. in, Reaper's a difficult hero to punish with a good dive coming in versus other backline options, other DPS options. Like, even Ash is far easier to kill than a Reaper is. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Sim is very easy to kill compared to Reaper. I, I think, um, and in a dive as well, in a dive versus dive as well. Dive versus dive is a very interesting discussion because when you look at the Shanghai slash Chengdu specific composition, that is Tracer, Sombra, Bull, Diva, Brig, Zen. Zen mm -hmm. is your most diveable target, except he's been bodyguarded by Brig the entire game, like Correct. literally 24 7. You can't actually go on any other DPSs because both Tracer and Sombra are very hard to catch. Ball's hard to lock down as well, but they all, they all, support each other but also counter each other because you is balls hard to lock down but then somber exists which mm -hmm. actually locks down ball but then tracer exists which actually chases down a ball so they both it, it is easy and hard to kill opponent target like i would say yeah if you're if you're somber tracer versus somber tracer you can't catch the other dpss but if either somber gets a hack onto anybody that's suddenly now you can so it's actually very interesting in that regard um but um yeah i don't know i i don't think i think reaper may still be somewhat i think teams will try reaper still but reaper losing i agree losing is really rough for the Big, reaper it's yeah it, it significantly nerfs a reaper in particular i think if anything you're gonna see teams as goofy as it sounds i think you might see some zarya play to kind of help bridge the gap to give reaper the bubble like we saw i think it was at the start of count down um Am I, you know what I'm talking I about. I just can't remember what. I would say that Diva is a better partner for... I agree. I agree um, 100%. I think it's just what teams are going to try, especially within these, these play-in, these qualifiers, the seeding tournament, if you want to call it that. Um, um, I think you might see teams try to help I, the Reaper as much as they can. It's funny, it's interesting, is I, I, I think Reaper will get played in a TPN sort of fashion and less of a run in your face. Oh, really? Because the two styles of Reaper is speed boost running your face or yeah. tp behind you or just tp into you or just tp in front of you like just tp in general uh you saw some of this play style coming through from where prophet was playing reaper yeah. he would just tp in your face or directly behind you and he just wouldn't give a fuck and just go in um and just trusted his team would be there so th i think that tp into team or tp behind team style will still exist uh we'll have to see what kind of support revolves around that i think echo yes. ash is actually pretty damaging and that's maybe something that team, well, play, well the audience, the, the fans look at and think like, oh, maybe not impactful. Yeah, Sigma deletes double shield. Lucio pretty much deletes brawl. Uh, teams might try brawl, but it will fail without Lucio. Ryan, I don't think Ryan can function, especially not versus a dive without Lucio, even with the Lucio is hard. Um, to which people say, what about the sim? You can just TP around. Yeah, you get one TP. You get one. 
Mm. It's very different. Uh, Echo Ash actually damages dive, like standard dive quite a lot, and this is going to push teams to do more Tracer Sombra. There would have been more variation in dive if Ash and Echo were available, because if you remember back in May Melee, and at, even in June Joust for APAC before yep. we got to Hawaii, a lot of Echo, a lot of Ash was still being played uh, be, you know, for as dive options, and those two dive options gone, you're pretty much forced to go Tracer Sombra every time now. Yeah, that seems that feels like a lock. Um, I think the map pool may not, well, not even. We're not gonna get there just yet. Yeah, Is this going yeah, any yeah. thoughts on rotation heroes? I feel like while it seems pretty cl clearly defined, and I agree with you that probably Tracer Sombra is probably going to be the archetype. I th also think there's a bunch of like, like let's not forget we're also getting the hit scan nerfs, which um, yes. So that in itself should be impactful. I'm not sure. Like, what do you guys think about like Farrakhan's in in that context? Also, and also, wait, like even even like certain teams peppering in some Genji or Doomfist. Um, Doomfist Doomfist gets owned by Sombra. That's a no go. Doomfist yeah. people, plat people, and so anywhere between silver and plat will tell you, oh, Doomfist is great into bull. It's not bull is too mobile. Bull sure. doesn't care about being punched. Um, Doomfist does not do much against Bulb. Um, Doomfist does far better against slower, more stationary tanks. Uh, and what did you say again? Fire? Fire the other option? Uh, weak? Personally, fire is, a, fire is a great counter versus Brawl. Fire mm, was specifically yeah. a counter versus Brawl, actually, because they failed to shoot upwards. Right. Now, Fire versus Dive, who do you shoot? Do you shoot a Sombra? No. Yeah. you shoot a Tracer? No. Do you shoot a Ball? No. You shoot a diva, lol. That's a fucking diva. That's like your fire counter. You can only shoot the Briggs in. That's it. That's your only top. That's that's yeah. correct. You got. Agreed. I think the I think we have to be careful with wrecking ball in particular because I don't think NA is running wrecking ball at all. Uh, I think they will run some. I I, I don't think they're gonna just okay, as well, two right? Camps here. There's actually three camps here. There's they three better camps, fucking three not. Camps. Three camps are NA are hard pivoting to ball. NA are not preventable at all, which is what you... Is that what you're saying? It might be what you're saying. I, I, I have a funny feeling they're going to try it, but I think the successful teams and will not be playing. The well. third camp is some NA teams will try, others won't. And that's where I sit. I sit in that third camp where I believe certain NA teams will be going balls to the wall. I did that on purpose, and others will refuse to do that at all. They'll decide that it's not, that's not the best option. That's not the best use of their time. Uh, funny enough, I, don't, I think Dallas is one of those teams that will not go to the ball. Because I think Fearless Winston will always be a win condition, and not playing Fearless and Winston is that's a throw. Just get, just grab your L now. Just cop get, get your L if you don't want to play Fearless and Winston. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't think Fire is going to be that impactful. Everyone's like, "Oh, Fire meta." No, it's not going to be Fire meta. I don't see that at all. I think it's another one of those picks that I think certain teams are going to try. I think you could probably expect that of Glads on specific maps, maybe on points. Please don't. Um, <laughs> I agree. I, so I think it is a bait. I, I agree. I 100%. I don't think NA... <laughs> um, I mean, as a pick in this meta, it feels like it's just... Again, it's, it's, it's another Sombra, Sombra bait. It gets yeah. owned by Sombra. Yeah, that's why you don't play Genji either. It gets owned by Sombra. Everything gets owned by Sombra, sadly. Yeah. 
when you finally, you know, funny, funny game design thing, when you shut down people's ability to, to use their spells, suddenly the spell heroes get real bad. So I would lo- so trust me, I wouldn't mind seeing a Genji meta, and I'm sure Charge sure. will be one of the first teams right at the tip of the spearhead that are saying, hey, Troy wants to play a Genji, let's go. Yeah, but no. they will they will go up against the good Sombras. They're like, oh, yeah, this ain't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is not good. It it does feel like Tracer Sombra is the, the hotness. Um, yep. Thing is, like, there's so many teams that just can't run Tracer Sombra because they don't have the personnel. I know. So they gotta find something out about themselves, especially like, what are they actually going to play? Run? Like, I I'm not even sure I'll what they're playing play. in terms of tank lines as well. Like, like, okay, let's think of Houston. Like, the fuck are they doing yeah. now? Yeah. Like that yeah, Sigma Ben put- is. Also, like a a ton fucker for them, like, well, like that that one, like the rest is already pretty bad for them because they want to play Juby on uh, Lucio, unless you want to put yeah. Jake in again, Jake which in. once again yeah. bones your uh, uh, season playoff stuff. Because, like, let's be honest, like everyone I talked to was just like, "Oh, Juby's playing a Brigitte against us." Well, that I guess that's free, you know, like th- that's <laughs> get out. Not bad, yeah. Jesus. I mean, I mean, if you look I at mean, it statistically as well, like, yeah, take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, NA coaches are. I think I, I don't know if it's a psychological mechanism of just like coping with whatever is happening there, but, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of certainty going around for sure. Um, yeah, Sigma, like, Piggy's the best Sigma in the league. Sure, but I mean, uh, yes, I agree, but that's not getting played. It can't be played because it's banned. Even if it wasn't banned, I don't think it's getting played. Why not? It was ban, you ban... Even ball, just ball, is, is a uh, ban where you can then play Sigma. Sure, yeah. Which should have been done banned, because it was the most played tank. I think it was, right? Or was it Ryan? Because of NA? I can't. I'm not Couldn't sure. tell you. Couldn't tell yeah. you. I don't Won't know. comment. But, but, but like, sure. banning Sigma is cap. We can agree on that, right? Like, he barely snuck in probably with play it's, rate, and then... Yeah. Hey, it's an outside. It's very important to a couple teams, namely Houston and Atlanta. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Agreed. I, I just don't... But You would need a lot else to go right to see Sigma actually Oh, yeah, play. for sure. And he would obviously not have to be banned, but... Yeah. Yeah. Diva had heist. Uh, use the trade. Oh, Wait. We actually got it here. Here we go. Just play it. They don't need any extra incentive. They're just like, oh, we can play it. We're gonna play it. That's it. What, what are you talking yeah. about? Joey? Yeah. So I don't know. I I think it's a bait, but just, just to just to put the record straight. Of course, Diva was the played the most. Then uh, Monkey, uh, Reinhardt, and Ball, sort of the same. Seventeen percent Sigma, ten percent uh, Zarya. So. Yeah, I guess the second lowest. Look at this NA staying over here trying to sneak in a wrecking ball slander. Some NA teams will attempt wrecking ball, like Justice. Sorry, Joe. Um, I actually think they might be okay on that. Who knows? Uh, and then some teams are just gonna—they're gonna go the Winston direction. I see it pivoting two ways: Winston wrecking ball. Which one you want? Pick your take your pick. Sure. I think there is a right direction for NA. Hey, hang on. Team, well, maybe I don't know. I I think it's too early to call because but, I'm I'm the guy that publicly said that ball is overrated. And the reason I say that is not because I don't think Ball's the best. Trust me, if we're going to go, like, if you want to go into the character creator, right, where you get to choose how your face looks and you want to max out your stats. <laughs> okay. Right, and you max out all the stats. You get another person who maxes out all the stats on Winston. I think the Ball 
comes out on top. And we're talking about like fully maxed out characters, level 100. But that's yeah. not, not what we live in. So I, I think if you are, for example, this, if you have Fearless that's available on a Winston, would you rather be putting your scrim time into pivoting him to ball? Or would you rather turn this like top tier, maybe number one Winston in the world, in the league, and make him like just hard go Winston comps and make this work and use Fearless as your win condition? I you know, agree. What, can you make this work against Asian I competition? I think you can. Well, I think you have to find it's going to have to be a creative solution. I think again, I think, it, I think it's better than pivoting to ball. Yes, it's, it's like having an average. I don't. I'll, maybe I'm assuming. I maybe I shouldn't assume he'll have an average ball, but I don't think his ball is going to be fate. Gaga, Among anytime soon. I don't think really anyone's will be. So maybe that's a oh. moot point to make. But however, what I'm trying to get to is if there's a limited, a finite amount of time to practice something. Would you rather try and put it into finding win condition from Winston, which you know and you're good at, and you know you're good at it, or would you put it into something that it's going to be a bit of a mystery for you and that it's going to get you potentially very little results? Um, to, and Yesku, you said, is it going to be good enough to beat the APAC teams? Maybe nothing will be good enough. Maybe no decision Dallas make will be good enough to beat them. But what's going to give them the highest percentage chance of winning? Yeah. To me, it's Winston overall. Interesting. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. I think one big thing... Um to look at regarding washington if you go back and you watch their yeah this would have been their opener versus paris week six paris three o's washington justice i think that show that that following tactical crouch i called them the worst team performing in the league at that point because mag's ball and their coordination around that hero is poor and for similar reasons to the dallas fuel i think mag does have a great winston there's no reason for a lot of these teams. I can't name you. Can anybody name me an ball. NA team that wants to play Wrecking Ball? London. I can't. I, mean, I wouldn't that tell you. you don't want to. Because it doesn't matter if they want or not. Uh, well, sure. actually, it does matter. It matters in terms of getting mayhem. They're, they're but, yeah. you know, sneaking into the playoffs, the play-ins. It matters if London beats certain teams to help mayhem. But other than that, is it, it doesn't matter. But it, to answer your question, Joe, London wants but to play. Is ball. that true? I feel like Hardy would much rather like play uh, Winston than Ball, right? I'm a Mulfi. I, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't. I I I don't rate either. Like I'm a Mulfi. Okay. And then what they, do they play with that? What do you mean? Like what does Hardy play? I think that's, a good that's a good point. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna back down and I'll <laughs> now, um, now, you know, now you know I think you've opened up a can of worms. You 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 opened up a can of worms because I think there is, and this is this is my you know hot take, I feel like. Can any is anybody open to any kind of roadhog stocks? Any Harris any roadhog stocks? Harris wants to play ball. Harris wants to play ball. Don't talk about Roadhog, please. That's a, that's a, that's gesture bait. That's how Soul completely booms the rest of their season. Oh like, my god, man! Oh. Hear me out. You've got oh, Wrecking dude. Ball running around. You've got a bunch of flankers yeah. running around. A lot of good hook targets. I'm, that's all I'm oh saying. Not, there's no other. There's no other flex tanks that give lethality and CC. Did you find these counter picks from my personal ranked games where I or just my <laughs> games where every single game has a hog and me as a tracer player somehow runs into a random hook that they're not even fucking going for me, but they just randomly hook me. Yes, I'm traumatized. Then correct Joe. But at the Overwatch League level, uh, who the fuck maybe maybe a ball gets hooked. 
I think the balls, even after being hooked, is hard to punish unless you're going to follow up with a hack or something like that. Um, you, you, I, dude, if you can hook and if you can consistently hook Overwatch League level traces, bro, just like <laughs> Hog is the best hero in the game at that point. And I've heard this. I people come into my chat and be like, "Oh, Roadhog, just hook forehead." I'm like, "Bro, you can't." Yeah, if it was possible to simply just hook, every team would be playing Roadhog 100 percent of the time. The thing is, yeah. The, the thing it's is, we're, we're we're talking about this as if Gesture didn't sit in a like four star restaurant, just like okay. Wipes to be fair, off he, his, that boy was fucking tanks. Okay, wipes off his face, just goes like, ah, I guess it's time to flip the coin again. Heads, I make Roadhog meta again. Tails, I retire. <sighs> so time again, guys. He hasn't, like... he hasn't retired yet, so I guess we know where those coins have landed. Yeah. yeah. Or it's just like an inception moment where it just always, it's just perpetually flipping. It just never comes down. Like gravity doesn't exist. And his like mental palace, it just flies into infinity. <laughs> Nobody knows. Mental inception fortress of the coin is constantly yeah. flipping. Stop. Um, I'm, no. All I'm saying is I don't think there's a non-zero chance. I think the threat of the hook is enough to, Bro, to I don't change think how Tracer's play. Team decides to play Reinhardt even when they shouldn't because of Reinhardt. <laughs> okay. Agreed. I think that's that's more of a chance, to be fair. I think there are some NA teams that are stubborn enough to... One team that's like, oh, we could just TP into them. Oh, wait, yep. we don't get a second TP? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Just, just, yep, a, yep. just like a brigade player sitting in voice comes going, speed boost. <laughs> just like <laughs> get the atmosphere um, going. So okay, so London maybe maybe they want to play ball, but then I forget that I don't know what Hardy plays if they play ball. Yeah. So rip that option. Um, Does Chongstick have a ball? Anybody, anybody familiar with Chongstick's hero know. pool? Also, who cares what Vancouver are going to yeah, run? Yeah, agreed. Doesn't matter. I don't, in fact, I don't even want to see them win again a game until we get to the bread bowl. <laughs> it would ruin the bread bowl if either London or Vancouver win again. You both be winless by the time we get to the final match of the season, regular season. Okay, because the bread bowl is the most important storyline of this entire season and the second best game of the entire season after the grand finals. Yep, so, agreed. Uh, they should just save it. They should just put it on land. Preserved. It's you, by the way, you'll get double points for bread bowl, so make sure you pred accordingly uh, for those tasty d double double points to now cars. could one of the shock tanks have a ball just like developed in the pocket away hey. from everyone just like practicing it like was, I, I like i go down this list game. nobody has a ball in this oh freaking division oh. that's why i'm saying i think a lot of na teams will just play winston like why the successful ones will why, why, why not everyone has to play ball and all the fans are like, oh, bro, these teams are going to fail because they can't play ball and they can't catch up a ball. Yeah, okay, no one can catch up a ball at this stage. Anyone trying to catch up a ball, you've missed the boat. You needed that like two stages ago. You've missed the boat. So I'm sorry, you can't well, catch So you just lose well, in Apple. playoffs? You just lose? I don't no, know. If I don't think you just lose. You play to the best percentage chance of winning, which for yes. certain teams like Dallas is Winston. I think you can shift Somber around to kind of... It, it, it's a lot of moving parts. I think there's probably going to need to be some more creative picks out of NA. Yes, I think the onus is on them to adapt when it gets to that point, if the meta is exactly what we think it is, um, which, spoiler, it usually isn't. Um, so we'll see. I don't think it's just... It's an auto-loss. 
I'm pretty confident I know what the meta is going to be. I agree. Uh, I'm around. similar. I I think it is one way, uh, but I do not put it past teams, especially in practice, to run out on control, especially Zen, these NA teams, run out on control with Brawl that you know clouds win percentages that clouds what's being run and then people try to counter that and they end up on some goofy double sniper shit like i fucking we need to uh we're gonna look at here matt pool real quick and then we're gonna get into the the, the actual discussion about matchups because i think we've been wanting to get into some proper yeah. discussion about matchups the entire time because no matter what we talk about we just end up talking about matchups again <laughs> um so that's what we really want to do so let's just let's just go through this Obviously, the big thing here to me is that there's no Gibraltar. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same three assault maps we've had all year. Temple had a Marble Skyer. Same five control maps we had all year. Elias Oasis, Busan, Nepal, Lijang. And the only maps that changed are an Escort and Hybrid. In Escort, we have Havana, Route 66, Rialto. Hybrid is Blizzard World, Numbani, King's Road. Uh, again, most notably missing is obviously Gibraltar, which means one of the best Winston maps is gone. And... Yeah. That to me would have been a potential swing map that could have been a really interesting one. There is a real world where you could actually see some Arissa defenses or maybe some Arissa offenses with good uh, uh, payload tempo control on all three escorts. Because Havana, Root, Rialto, they're not awful maps for Arissa. Just saying. That's yeah. my take. Havana gets real dicey now that you don't have Sigma, so you can't play like the intersection yeah. like Shock used to, where you'd have two pockets, one with Sigma, one with Arissa. You have maybe your snipers, you have a tracer running around. You can't do that anymore because Sigma's gone. Um, so I think Havana gets a little dicey. Roots possible. I think Rialto's a really good one. Um, you don't have to play any kind of weird pockets, so there I think you could get it. I'm I'm honestly looking at assault if anything. Um, to see the most Orisa play, a la again the Shanghai Dragons. I think they're um, what, are, what a summer that? qualifier. Uh, I yeah. mean, they used it on Temple and they used it on Hanamura. I think historically they've used it on Hanamura. Um, I think they used uh, it against Hanam Florida, but it was in a specific meta, so it's difficult to kind of say. But can I actually say one thing about Hanamura? This is as much as I joked about teams forcing a run without Lucio. Hanamura to me is the classic map where you TP a Ryan onto the point or near the point. And you don't mm -hmm. actually see a Lucio at all. So as much as I joke about that, yeah. there is actually one opportunity for teams to still play Ryan comps. Very and true. that is going to be Hanamura. Yeah. My issue is A, it's really bad into B. And I think it's a gigantic bait if you try to like TP across the coast after capping A and you try to like push B. Like I think you just have to swap, which puts you at a tempo disadvantage. And then what do you run with it? Well, that doesn't that doesn't stop teams from getting a fast A though. I agree. I mean, sometimes I, B is just like cross that bridge when you get there, literally. Hundred percent, and that that's what I've heard on mass. But I think, I think it it is a non like. It's not something to just kind of gloss over when you just have to like you're you're playing for specific points. I think through the and this could be just a tangent, but I think through the history of this game, we usually try to tend to make as little changes as possible um, for whatever reason. It might not be tempo. It could just be comfortability and gear shifting. But um, I'm not a big fan of just like one point for one comp for one point and then swapping. Um in an ideal world, I'd love to see that, but I don't think we're there yet. I've but I agree that Hanamura is probably. I've the actually best seen one. plenty of teams do that in my time. 
I've you seen can, plenty of teams do that too, and I don't like it. Good thing, but I'm just saying, like, I think it's a reasonable thing. I think ideally, in an ideal world, you have a, a scaling comp that goes from A to B cleanly, but sometimes, you know, just you got to deal with one problem at a time. You go from A, you deal with that, you could deal with B later. 100%. Um, I don't know if there's anything other, anything else crazy in this map pool. Um, I'm trying to consider if Nambani is going to be anything. I don't think we have going to be a little weird. Um, I think Nambani is going to be a little dicey. I think there's some good sniping opportunities here. I think uh, yes. looking at Escort Hybrid, there's some good sniping opportunities. I wouldn't be surprised if some teams wanted to go towards a Widow type of composition. However, it depends on the matchup. Because if you're playing Widow into a, like a Tracer Sombra dive, with a ball, you ain't shooting anybody. That Zen and Brig will never show their faces, and you will have zero people to shoot. Um, yeah, the only way that works is if you're, like, entirely reactive, which already puts you at a disadvantage. Like, you have to literally hide the Widow off in a corner, wait for the dive to happen, well, and then show your face and try to shoot. Like it's, The other way is, it's, that doesn't have to be that way, Joe. The other way is, you, let's say you're playing attack, you're pressuring objective, the other team uh -huh. must come to the objective, now suddenly your Widow has a sideline. That's that's, that's fair, point. yeah. Um, but it sounds hard. It sounds tedious. It sounds maybe more. Widow sounds maybe more doable on escort maps, in particular because yes. you know someone has to push that payload, and you're gonna find an angle. Um, yeah, that's about it to me. I don't see a huge Widow meta. Shock would love a Widow meta. I, I'm sure, sure yeah. Arns is dying to play that, but I'm not seeing a massive Widow meta ahead of us. Not not with Sombra Tracer Ball being the the predominant archetype. Right. It feels to me that a lot of this is going to get predicated on what supports are being run. Because Brig if Brig Zen is played, I see Widow jumping in value. I think the burst potential that Widow is going to give you is going to set you ahead a lot. And I think that makes up for her disadvantages. That's However, um, I think even if you just shoot Monkey, like the fact that you're getting like a health pool advantage just off the rip of just like just plinking kids maybe even shooting a zen getting the pick potential there and on top of the the health pool advantage i think does a lot for you um the the issue is if you just change the zen if you just go on it's like okay well this feels a lot worse you don't get a lot of the advantage of like just headshotting a tank gonna, you know tank busting it, it, it feels worse i'm gonna bring yes in but i will say to answer your question well i don't know if it was a question but just in my statement on support sure. backlines will either be brig anna or brig zen and mm -hmm. i don't see mercy being played unless some team really wants to cheese of heart in there or do some other cheese like pocket or water which sounds low value to me i don't see mercy being played so therefore it will be brig zen brig anna yes yep. matt paul yeah um I don't know, like, the the changes don't seem too impactful. I also, like, the theor uh, theoretical points about, like, maybe Numbani, I'm not sure. Like, yeah, they can have one-off, like, uh, strategies around uh, those specific points, but it's not going to really majorly determine how you play the rest of the matchup or really realistically how relative uh, to everything else a match will go right like it's it's a one-off strategy yes if you think like a match would go down to the wire that's probably something that um you consider there it's not even all points you know so i don't know like the yeah i i, I don't have a particular 
inkling if that will really determine uh, outcome of matches as much as um, for, sure, for sure for the uh, for Winston, but everything else it, it feels fairly neutral. Like there's mm -hmm. no real bend. What even dropped out uh, in escort? Uh, Root's gone. No, uh, Root's no, in. Root's in. I think Dorado. Uh, I mean, I meant Junkertown and Gibraltar are gone. Uh, my yeah. mind was Junkertown. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like that. There's no particular. I guess. Yeah. I mean, we already know Brawl's not getting played. So whatever. Right. Like. Shouldn't. Uh, we'll see. Also, no Hollywood. That's the best sniping map. You lose that. Yeah, sure. I mean, no, but I'm even then, we didn't see much, right? Like, what's the percentage of like uh, e either Ash or whatever being played? Not that much. Like Ash, of course, had, had to have a ticket in at least. Uh, but like, um, I'm not sure what the percentage. I don't was remember there. my head scan. I remember some. I remember uh, some Ash being played. Ash actually got a decent amount of playtime on Hollywood. I can't remember which stage it was though, because I remember Fitz playing a lot of it. I remember Shy playing a lot of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Widow doesn't sound like she's in a great place. Uh, doesn't she have like an infinite? Dr I don't think Widow got impacted by the um, hit scan nerf either, because if you scope on a Widow, like I'm pretty sure you just get. I don't know. I, to my, I'm not a Widow player. Maybe I'm talking out of my yeah. ass here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure she's pretty much got infinite range anyway. It's effectively infinite range. Yeah. So really it's really it's the other hit scans I got owned. Maybe on second thought, like even using my same argument, maybe Hanzo's the pick instead. Especially in NA versus um, Winston. Yeah, versus Ball, Hanzo's gonna suck. Versus yeah, you can't play it in Asia. Like, specifically to beat another Western team, I think Hanzo might be okay specifically on the escorts. Maybe Assault could be alright. That could be a thing We're... that Houston is using, right? That makes a lot of sense think, to me. I think Houston's going to be a uh, a bizarre team. They're going to need something in the bag. Yeah, that makes sense okay, to me. Happy on Hansel, yeah. Okay. Let's get yeah. into the actual matchups now, because we're talking about Houston. Also, real quick, we do have Watermaker stuff on screen. So damage fall off range increased from 60 to 85, from 60 to 85 to 70 to 100. I'll just say that like uh, 70, even 70 meters, 100 meters is a long. That's my, that might as well be the whole map. There are very few sight lines that exist. I don't think there are maybe even any sightlines that exist that exceed that anyway. So to me, Widowmaker effectively has infinite range because if fall off is such long range, there's almost no sightlines where that's going to be relevant. Uh, so Widowmaker is probably fine in my in my uh, honest opinion. But to yeah. matchups here, guys, do you guys want to maybe pick a couple of matches each sure. that you perceive to be either really interesting to you or really important to you in this upcoming? I mean, we can say upcoming week. I'll I'll be open. We can just pick really any. I mean, preferentially it's this upcoming week, but any match. Mm. I'll start by saying, okay, the obvious one. There's bread ball at the end of the regular season. Yeah, we all we all know it. We're all ready for it. Bread ball is the game of the year outside the grand final. So, oh, that's the free that's the free bit in the middle of the bingo card. Let me just get rid of it straight away. Everyone's hyped for it, and it it's going to be really funny and entertaining and uh, hopefully good. But beyond that. Well, where do you guys lean? Like, what are you, what are the matches you guys are king for? Yuska, you were already. Yeah, on do you have one, Yuska? 
I mean, now that you said that you think Paris will be Dallas, I'm looking forward to that being proven <laughs> right. You stole my one. That's my one. No, okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, realistically speaking, I think Boston against Paris could be a good match. Just like, um, yep. I think okay. they're pretty evenly matched, yep. even though you guys think like Paris Eternal is the best team in the Overwatch League at the moment. Um, wow. Hey. I think. Now you're in my mouth. I, realistically speaking, like I think we have th three to four other banger matches this weekend, right? Like, I think all NA's the active, yeah, like the Atlanta, like Gladiators, Gladiators, Justice, just like yeah. this. I mean, it's probably easier to say what isn't a banger, and that's Dallas against Eternal. That's it, like the no the ones that are not a banger is all the Valiant games. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. For, for non NA. Yeah. Um, and yeah. probably the Shanghai games because well, actually, I enjoy watching Shanghai roll, but I know those can be boring for certain people because they they're rolls. Let's be fair. Yeah, and then maybe shock against Boston won't be super exciting either. <sighs> but not sure yet how that works out. Who knows, oh my man. god! I don't He's, know. He, he already. Want to dive into? I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to lose. But I, again, from somebody who's, you know, will consistently remind the community, oh, yes, the shock era is over, guys. Like, is this the team that you're willing to say 3-0s, the Boston Uprising, consistently? No, no. I think they win. Yeah, I think they win. But, like, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to be decisive. I don't know if, what they're going to run. I don't know even who's playing. Is Violet playing DPS again? Who knows? Like, I'm not. I don't think it's Violet it's just Zen. a write-off game. I think we can all agree Violet will play Zen. This is his hopefully. Zen. Hopefully, well, right? how can we talk about like how is the San Francisco Shock in 2021 still considered one of the top teams in NA? Yep. Has yep. is one of the only teams in the world with two main tanks, and does <laughs> not have a ball. They might have one. I don't know. I don't know what their full hero pools look like. Yeah, I could see Smurf maybe breaking out and, and probably being the leading ball player in NA. It's possible. That's the only team that I feel like on paper is like jumping out. Maybe Houston has one that they're hiding. I don't know if Jungkook well, has. Apparently, apparently Jungkook is a ball player. Maybe. I, I, I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to comment on it. I'd love it for Houston to break that out. I think that's going to, if that is the case, I think that's going to be a great boon for them because they're going to need to make up for whatever the hell Happy's supposed to do. Everyone's like, oh man, yeah, Jungle played a lot of ball in contenders. I'm like, motherfucker, I casted that guy in all, every, this is a contender season. And I just, I, I barely remember what he played. I barely remember him standing out at all. Yeah. And it's just like, like I was there for all of his games. Right. And I, I just didn't think he really stood out to me. So either my memory is really bad. It probably is. Look, I'm getting kind of old. Let's be real. Um, or I don't know. I don't, I just, I just don't, I don't see the ball. I don't remember the ball that well. Maybe I should go back and check my own VODs to see what the hell he did. But I don't really remember that ball. And it, apparently everyone else does though. I don't know. Yeah. I think after a certain age, you should check your balls. <laughs> I'm sorry. You set this up so well. <laughs> you really had to do this to Dante wasn't he the one with the, the torsion shame on you yeah shame on you no Houston in general they're they're a conundrum of a team you 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 ideally want two Dantes here you you want two Dantes in this meta you want Dante on Sombra you want Dante on Tracer yep. sadly 
you cannot clone. You should subscribe, uh, leave as well, but that's fine. But... Sure, agree. Yeah, there, there's plenty of other people that are like that, but specifically for Houston, they they have an ideal DPS player in mind. What, what Happy is not I, I want to dive into a matchup. What matchup you should we dive into Atlanta Houston? Is that one we're going to dive into? No, I Which leading from that discussion, I was going to highlight Houston Washington. Okay, I think that one. let's dive into that one. So, what do you? I th- Who's he- who's heavily on board for Houston? Any anyone? I not me. No, okay. So you're heavily on board for Justice. Yeah. Give me give me the Justice side of this one in the Houston versus Justice. Then Justice have a lot going for them. They can return Mag to Winston, right? They can return Decay to Tracer. Return to monkey, ideally, yes. Return to Monkey. Just die forehead type shit, right? Um, I think the ball's a bait. We've seen Mag on ball. We've seen this team try to play her on ball. Literally, from the meta discussion we just had, if you plug those heroes into what Washington wants to run, they have a lot of stars. I think Bay Base is a big sleeper pick for somebody who's actually just a rock at flex support. Not in the sense that he's going to weigh you down, but somebody who you can just consistently count on. He's going to do his job. It's going to be fantastic. Um, decay on tracer i don't think i need to say much more else than that i think mag on winston arguably you know slightly below fearless in terms of consistency but again a star player um and then you have assassin on sombra right like Mm -hmm. was just coming off of leading the ibm uh, watson power ranking as much as i think that's cooked um I think it'd be hard to say that he isn't performing well on sombra at this point especially with their game five set uh obviously loss against the dallas field to make it to the summer showdown but i think they performed very very well and that is exactly not exactly i think that's very close to the meta and the style of play that we're going to be seeing coming into this so i think they already kind of have a head start on top of houston having a lot of deficiencies when it comes to dps picks when it comes to support picks i'm a little scared if i'm houston right now can I throw one thing in there as well? This is something that people haven't thought about, and I might be the one of the few people, one of the first people to actually throw this one in there. Okay. But I think Trooper plays over closer. No shit. Trooper plays over closer. Yeah. Break. Yeah. As, as much as they're throwing it in there, there's got to be something. I've always been... Apparently he's okay. a brick player. Apparently. Right. And I thought that was just like a, a trial thing. I thought that was experimental. Um, he must have good calling because that's the one thing that people always like will jump down my throat about when I criticize closer is that he's apparently the caller um, or it has been for other teams. So you kind of transition that over. Um, and that kind of is concerning when you're moving that out. But if Tuba can bring those intangibles, then yeah, go for it. They seem to be very comfortable with it. So why not? I'm not mad at it. I, I, I like what I, I like the dive core in this team. I yeah. think this team that is very well prepped in dive i mean they spent their entire preseason in korea let's just start with that where they played only dive before mm. they even came into the NA meta they're very prepped for dive mag like i said very well known at winston now this is one guy that i remember very clearly in his time of contenders yeah. i casted all his games for like a couple of years in a row um and his winston was monstrous so that is to me his best hero mm-hmm. uh I don't think I really saw him on ball. I don't really remember his ball at all if he did play. I don't think I saw it at all. I remember the ball meta started coming on through, and I can't remember what Mag did. I think he might have even gotten benched at one stage, but I think that might have been the hog meta, and I might be confusing the two now. Mm. Uh, 
basically the end of the day, Mag Winston, Prime, good assassin, Sombra Prime, Decay yeah. Tracer. Is Decay Tracer is it is it quite good now? I, I need to catch up on some Washington, but I've wasn't Decay maybe a little bit more average to start with? Is he is he much better now? Is he back to his old form? I think I think a lot of that deficiency, um, if you go back and look statistically at May when they were playing Tracer, um, and they were performing extremely well, he was he was up there in terms of statistics. I think a lot of my bias comes from historical precedent. When we look at Decay's Tracer, it, it it's just fantastic. Oh, it it is a world beating. Oh, I think the Decay so much showdown Tracer. It wasn't great, but I think that was just because Washington Justice weren't very good. Um, I think that they were at a loss um, getting a little bit late to the global meta, being a little bit more dive-centric than the Brawl and a... That was where the coordination really started to kind of seem a little wonky. Um, and you look at May, similar thing, when they play... when they, I feel like it's specifically Mag. When you put him on things that don't go in the most like dumb, simple sense, the team just kind of falls apart. They feel like they want to play like super high tempo. They want to be kind of a la the Dallas feel. They want to be like the one, the team that just is insistently engaging. Like they want to be the team that goes, they want to green light everything. So this should be their meta in that way. Um, and I think decay plugs in extremely well. I think this is the time where you see decay return to like the, 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 the gladiators memes of old where, you know, he, he was getting paid right. quite a lot, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, you have Fury Diva, which is always a treat. Uh, you're scared this matchup. You, I think, are you batting for Justice or Houston here, first of all? Betting? Oh, this is batting. So... Or betting, I don't know. I'm not going to... Uh... Either or, either or. Figuratively, guys, we're not actually putting down... I don't know, <laughs> I, I'm not putting down physical money, but... Yeah, no. But which yeah, team are you no, going like... for? This, this is probably... This is so hard, isn't it? Like... It's a good one. That's why this is the highlighted match. So one of them. It, it, there's there's so much that, like, will J uh, Jake play? Will Dante sure. then play Tracer? And will they try to put uh, Happy, Happy on Hanzo? Sombra? Happy Hanzo? Sombra, I think. Maybe. I yeah. think it has to be Happy Sombra. Um, Happy McCree. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, See, you're already starting to get a little. Yeah, I'm not feeling great sideways. about this. Yeah. Then again, like justice is late to metas, right? Like they they're week one. If they yeah. play week one, yeah. it's not as amazing. But um, it should be so cut and dry. This should be an easy meta to predict. I, yes. I I would be horrified if teams were late to this meta. Like, what is it to be late for? If if I come out Friday and I see Zarya Arissa, I, I, I'm thrown at my eye. What is life at this point? I don't know what what we've come to. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't. So <clears throat> apparently, public odds are forty two at fifty eight. I don't hate that. I think Justice are slightly favored. Which way? Are, th are those the Monte Carlo odds? Uh, the odds from Odds Portal, I think. Oh, oh okay. right, right, right. Okay, never mind. Um, yeah, yeah, 40, yeah. You said 42.58, which way? Justice. 58 for justice. Oh. That's, that feels a little close for my liking, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it is early, right? Week one, we see a lot of shakeups. You're still kind of torn, yeah? Uh, 
if I'm still torn on, on this, like on, yeah. on, I don't, if Jake plays, I'm coin flipping this. If not, then it's, it's probably 60% yeah, yeah, justice. Like, yeah. So it's a, it's a 50, 50 if Jake plays, otherwise it's justice. Yeah. I'm, I, when I look at this on an individual level, I, I'm liking it more from justice. I'm just a little bit, you know, maybe scarred from, okay, yeah, they went 4-0 May Melee, but then that ended fast when we got to knockouts. Um, Summer Showdown, reasonable. Look, I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch every, all of the games. Um, they've had a really interesting season. I think this is their best chance to bounce back because they're about to get two metas in a row. Count mm -hmm. up playoffs, open meta, which should both be good for them if they want a hard focus on dive. Uh, and I think their team from day one from preseason has been built to play dive well based on who's on this team. So I have to assume look, if there's any chance for Justice to do well, it'll be now. And for what it's worth, if we, if we rewind back on this episode, you'll remember that my top three teams in NA, speculatively, were Dallas, Paris, and Justice. Well, if we wanted to put an order, it'd be Dallas, Justice, Paris in that order, right? Uh, based mm -hmm. on points. And a lot of that comes down to, I think, Justice's strength the schedule is pretty damn good. Houston's obviously the very contentious match. So I was glad to get his, actually. And maybe we should get into a little bit of conversation on that. But then they've got Toronto, Vancouver. So I think at minimum, they go two and two. Because even I think an average Justice probably should beat Toronto and definitely will beat Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, so minimum two, two here. But I think they beat Houston. And then Glad's Washington is a toss up for me. Um, and in fact, on, on Playchart, I gave Glad's that one. So I, I have Washington going 3-1. 3-1. Yeah. yeah. I think so, that's like Um, Because I want to get into some discussion about Gladiators, why don't we head into Atlanta Gladiators? Because, the, I mean, the other match I wanted to talk about is actually Atlanta-Houston, but we've already talked about Houston. So let's okay. talk about two other teams who are playing against each other. Atlanta Gladiators. Now, let's begin with Gladiators. From my POV... I have a lot of concerns about Gladiators walking into this meta because they've been the, one of the hardest teams in terms of going towards Brawl styles or even double shield styles. They love that double shield, love that Brawl, get a lot of that mm -hmm. main in there. They want to put Kai into a McCree. Um, the Iris has almost only played BAP. I don't even know what else Iris has played this season. I'm pretty sure he's got 90% plus play rate on BAP in terms of his picks, personally. I wouldn't be shocked, yeah. Uh, Master's played mainly pretty much only Lucio. So... I'm not saying they can't play other things, but like in terms of what I'm seeing, I just haven't seen this team on anything else. And beyond that as well, like does Gator have a ball? Does he have a Winston? To me, he's like a Ryan Arissa player, Arissa mainly. And I just haven't seen enough of those two other picks. Um, Edison is apparently their dedicated tracer player. I don't, is that going to be enough? Is maybe Pelican, should Pelican be the tracer player? Is Edison going to be the Sombra player? Who knows? Are they going to try and force Kai into this meta on, on a hit scan? Atlanta Reign just seem like as a team on paper, they're not cut out for this meta. The pieces to me don't really fit together well, and you have to shove these pieces together on the, the jigsaw puzzle and just slam it in there with your fist to try and make this team work. Yep. They're, I think they are the most likely team to be running something Brawl-like, whether that be like a Lucio-less Rhine or some sort of like Arissa defense. Um, and I don't hate it just for them. I think in a vacuum, if you if you if we're looking at the season as a whole and we're looking at, you know, the identities, the styles, you know, playing to your comfort, trying to find things that work for your players. 
there's arguments to be made that perhaps you can kind of will it against some of these mid-table teams. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I haven't been a big fan of Bird Ring Somber this season. Um, that said, I, I don't think one, you know, minor, you know, mark against the Gladiators should really put them at any kind of disadvantage. I think this is not Atlanta's meta. I think that was literally just the summer yeah. showdown that like that was their perfect run. If they were ever going to do it, it was going to be then. Unfortunately, it didn't happen. Obviously, made it to Hawaii, which is fantastic for them. But this is uh, that matchups. It could be a bloodbath. If I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I think Glad's just That's might one. Over. Yeah. That's one. Yeah, I think I have it going three one Glad's and Atlanta maybe winning and doing some like crazy slow stuff on control and maybe seeing it work or maybe like sneaking out a Hanamura, like you said, TP victory, but it's, I, I don't know. It just feels a, to be clear. Say that again. That's only effective on a, to be clear. There's, yes, no, I agree. there's no TP cheese on B unless we're talking about like TPing to the point, which is useless or trying to TP to a high ground, which cool. The other team disengages. So yeah. even then, I don't see them winning Hanamura with that strat it's it's i'm reaching for things where they could maybe like defend a and then like like atlanta gets defense early they full hold and then they just tp and cap it something to that uh, also uh, it's they're it's playing temple of anubis anyway so fabulous so we don't even yeah whatever moot point it, it gets even less it i this this is feels convincing gladiator sure. that's the fourth map so they would have to have already won a map to even get right. That. Yeah, it's yeah. This 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 is a three. This feels very clearly to be a three. Where do you land here? And thoughts on these two teams? A three? Oh, really, dude? Yeah. Isn't that hard to believe? Yeah. All right. What does Atlanta play? What do you like? I like their DPS. Your argument. I want to hear this. Yeah. I mean, I get that their tank lane is so, sort of shot up. Um, like, they can't play not, the not even just the tanks. Sorry? Not even just the tanks. Yeah. What, what, what's the problem with the rest? I don't think we they have DPS. But... They've only played Pat Lucio. Yeah. You don't have an elite tier tracer on this team. I mean, that's no. that's true. Kefster yeah. will dip. You put any of Pelican, Edison, Kai on there. Kefster probably shits on all of them. Yeah. Yep. And still, I, f I feel like there's still such underlying quality in that team. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's as clear cut. Of course, like the odds are preposterous and not taking map pool into account. So yeah, that's... Uh, it was basically a coin flip. But I mean, I, I have gladiators, but like. But they have to come out with some smelly Gouda. Yeah. Okay. Ling Shung Tower, Blizzard World, Route 66. Start with those three because they have to win one of those to even get to yes. map four five. So let's not even talk about the other two maps yet. Lee Jung, Blizzard World, Route 66. Which one do they win? If it's not a three-star. Lee Jung, Atlanta win. I mean, there's, there's some bullshit they can pull, right? Like, you can pull... I mean, even the Farah you can pull. Um, um, 
Stop it. No, this is not the team playing Farah. This is the team what? playing McCree. If there's a McCree team, this is the McCree team. I think Atlanta are the last team in perhaps the entire Overwatch League to play Farah. Yes. Like out of 20 teams, they're the 20th team to play Farah. Pelican I'll doesn't have a Farah? It's not because they're not good on Farah. It's because they, like, they hate that shit. They hate it. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't I, think Farah saves anybody. I don't think any team gets saved by Farah. Let alone these two. No team plays fire seriously anyway. If you I, want some Atlanta copium, hopium, whatever the fuck the zoomers are saying, you have to you have to run some some slow shit. You have to run like a a bap brig Ryan McCree. Like you have to just give fucking it it genuinely might be bat bat brig McCree Sombra Ryan Diva. Like, say, give Edison the wheels. Let's say that works in Control Center. I'll give you Control Center. Yeah. Done. All right, they pull out that, whatever that monstrosity is, it works in Control Center. <laughs> How do you win one of Night Market or Gardens with that? <laughs> you don't. I don't think you do. It's hard. I, again, Night Market is wonderful. Things. With what? Ryan Cheeks with no Lucio? And now, now you can talk about fire if you want. Now I'm like, bro, if you want to run that on Night Market, I'm going fire. I mean, Glad yeah. is a team that does run it. Yeah, they, they could run it, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Could there be some Torp shit? Yes. Actually, yeah. good. there can yeah. be Torp. Torp is, I think, the sleeper hero of this entire meta that has been brought up very few times. Torp yeah. is one of the best anti-counter-dive heroes that is available. Torp McCree... No cap is a very yeah. good DPS line if you just want to counter dive and you don't yeah. want to dive. Nope. You put like Torb McCree. Oh, it's you have such Torb McCree, Torb McCree, Arissa Diva, uh, um, Brig, Brig, not Brig, Brig Mercy. Bap? Yes, Brig Bap. I legitimately Brig Bap, think Brig Bap. Yeah. that back line. Yeah, that's those six heroes. I mean, you now, gotta I can kill him like that three times. Literally huh? You gotta kill them like, like three times through all the defensive yeah. cooldowns they have. Like, there's one like nobody's, nobody's diveable. There is yeah. one problem. It is very slow to rotate. You yeah. need specific oh, maps for this to work on. For this yeah. to actually be effective on. Um, if, and ideally you're on defense as well. So on Blizzard World Root, you're ideally on defense. Now that is a hard comp to dive into and one of the most perfect anti-dive comps you can run with this hero pool. So, uh, I'm if Atlanta start. walks out with that right now, be like, here's the comp you guys need to play. Yes, uh, <laughs> genuinely. Like, if you like Houston, Atlanta, um, is there any other teams I feel like that literally just can't play this? Um, I don't even know if they can't, I just don't know if they can because I haven't seen it. Agreed. I think to Agreed their to strengths, out. when they've been successful, they, they want to play slow. You have comfort picks in there. You want to like engage. You want to catalyze Kai, put him in this lineup. He has star potential. Let him take over the game. Edison feels like an everyman can do it all. That's great. I'm sure he's a lock. It sucks that you can't play Pelican. Um, maybe even Pelican plays the bat. Like I, it doesn't, who cares at this point? Like I don't think that them trying to conform is going to be the play um i i think atlanta yeah in houston in, in a weird way is fills a, a similar position where it's like 
you have a couple pieces that would work in the framework, but the rest of it just feels so misconjoined. Do your own thing. So, yo, you, like, I just convinced myself so many teams will run top this this event. Like, it just smells so yeah. NA, doesn't it? Yes. It does. Oh, it, is very, if, like, it smells oh, Atlanta, yeah. if anything. Yeah. I think Atlanta are the first team to run the top. Yes. Yes. Uh, so uh, where are you now? I don't know. Are you? Are you? I'm saying three one. Yeah. Three one. Three one. Which way? Gladiators. I assume Glads. And you and you'll you'll say that maybe Lee Jung is the one. Yeah. For Atlanta. Just I... like you win the first fight, you entrench on t points. Then it's really hard to get around. on. It's especially on yeah. night market and stuff. Like, I think Atlanta win Blizzard World. I think they fall. Their best shot is the full whole Blizzard World and just Ooh. get it done. Agreed, I don't. That's where they get yeah. at. If Atlanta comes out with this twerp shit, and I and I I literally think that's the only thing they can run. Like that is the okay, not the only thing they can run. Obviously, they have yeah. other heroes that they can pick, right? Um, but it is the highest like win percentage. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't hate this comp, man. I think this. I is don't like, hate it. I really event. don't. I'm genuinely <laughs> considering changing it. Many of their strength. <laughs> So we no, went you, from, dude. I went from three zero to I don't know if Glads can win <laughs> because Tob, yeah, dude. Hey, wait, Yiska, Joe, don't listen, Yiska, Yiska. I've just baited Joe in so hard he doesn't even know. All right, Joe, you can listen now. Okay, thanks. Um, no. <sighs> yeah. This this goes back to a lot of issues I have with Glads and like their win conditions. Like they don't, for, to me. And this goes back literally to like their debut. So it's not necessarily super fair, but it feels like it's a thread throughout most of their games. They do want to make these big swaps that I agree with a lot of the time. The problem is that they never kind of play them right. It feels like they always like they're either playing too fast or somebody's like, it feels like it's mostly Muse and maybe like a DPS pick every once in a while. That's like playing way too ahead of their team or way too behind their team. Um, it, they never feel like a team that like really gets the proper like gear shift in, if you understand the analogy. Um, and I think if Atlanta just like hard blinders Torb, Glads is going to have to counter, which they probably were already trying to do inadvertently, just trying to like throw different looks at people. And I think they could, I have to still give this Glads, but I think it actually might be a whole lot closer on the like the only way that this is close is if they play joe, joe you can't not give it to glads because if you don't if you give it to atlanta you are you, we have to make the assumption that atlanta win with torb three maps out of five right exactly that's, that's, uh, that's too far of a yeah. bridge to cross i can't do it and i'm yeah, the guy i'm, the guy, nice. I'm <laughs> the guy that's throwing this comp out there i'm the Agreed. guy that's DMing under like what do you think about this comp uh i'll tell you his response later privately um <laughs> <laughs> Now that we move on from this, um, I want to. Okay, did anyone else have a match? Otherwise, I was going to throw a Philly one in there because I am curious about Philly in this minute. Did anyone else have anything? Epic tragedy of Philly, um, dude. Philly is like Philly Soul. You'd... Philly Soul. Let's throw that one up. Philly Soul. Oh, sure, wait, that's, yeah, Philly that's Soul. A, that's, a, that's a different week. Should we do it anyway? Maybe yeah, we should do Hangzhou. Maybe Philly Hangzhou this week because it comes up this week. Yeah, that's Philly not a bad one either. <sighs> yeah, do a fully Hongjo. Do fully Hongjo then. We'll do that. Dude, 
isn't Philly like the uh, Philly is like I now that everyone's there, I almost don't want to look. You know, I almost don't want to see yeah, because yeah. like whatever oh, happens, it is still this ah oh, they kind of couldn't like keep in their groove and it's such like you know it just got all fucked by visas and like this team should be good but there's so many what ifs and like it's just sad to see them at the, if they don't play like well this week right it's like the it's like even the, if they do play well it's just in in the shadow of the entire season just being kind of a cluster like yeah may was okay but it literally is just man why couldn't we have seen this all season long that like we were robbed of that Oh, thanks to nobody of who wait what a philly being good right like if they play poorly it's oh my god they were tainted by visas if they play well oh my god they were tainted by by visas like why couldn't we have seen this all like we were robbed thanks to no part like nobody's fault that we were kind of robbed of that but if they come out and they they look gangbusters like it sucks either way dude it's if it's they look bad it sucks if they win they dude, suck. philly has done the opposite of paris paris have only gotten better philly have only gotten worse <laughs> Like They're actually going in different trajectories. It's it's like so now Philly plays this stage. E even yeah. if they suck, they probably will qualify for season play-ins. Then they maybe mm. go to playoffs. It's like Shockwave touched ground in Korea. Someone told him Korea is lava lava, and now he's on the jump to NA again to play playoffs. Like, why did you even fly yeah. him out? Like it feels so bad because Avril, before your time, we had him on this podcast. And we were like, "Oh yeah, like, the, like you made a great choice going with Philly Fusion." And then they these guys had to go to Korea, and like this kid just got so fucked. Then like Astro gets his shit banned instantly. Like this is just oh, it's yeah. stupid as hell, right? Like hot buy is not Astro. even the problem. Like. I don't know if if anything really changed about this team that shouldn't have changed last stage, you know? I mean, Shockwave being in in studio, live audience type deal, like that's that should be big. And I don't know if that's just me hoping that it's going to be big for this team because whoa, they deserve whoa, whoa, it. But... Whoa, whoa, whoa. They might not be in Texas. You have to be the third seed from APAC to be there. Yeah. I 100%. What I'm saying is that shockwave is a big enough factor just being able to being like just being able to play in sure. korea is enough of a maybe they have a chance because they what like what's the big criticism that we gave them during the summer showdown like you don't have a tracer you don't have a sombra like everybody's just getting pooped on everybody's just getting picked early you're playing weird comps okay we reset now we have an idea it's it's very clear at least to us what's being played especially in asia you're more Western leaning in compositions as is just because of the personnel. Now you have shockwave. You have a clear picture of what you want to run. You have a clear picture of what you want to practice and you have a new DPS to put on top of that. Right? Like there's, there's realms where Philly can finally get you their, should, their feet yeah. under them and say, okay, cool. We, we can be competitive. I don't know how successful it's going to be. The thing is, like you, you, ideally you would have, do you even want Shockwave on Tracer and Sombra? Or would you have wanted him on, like, Echo? <laughs> even though Rascal, of course, but Rascal wasn't <laughs> sure. that great this That becomes either. pointless now. It's just like, yeah. if we'll count down Cup, it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's yeah. no Echo. He must play what's available. And he wasn't going to be the Ash player on this team. That was always going to be Carpe anyway. Um, so, I, 
I'll, I'll, if, if he can't play fight, either or, bro, we'll try it internally. I like I, they will try it internally, and um, 9k will play all four of his DPS on Tracer and pick the best one. I feel and like the best one still might not be good enough, but that's what they have to do. I feel like this team will just roll out with Toby Alon, Mano, correct, um, Hotba, okay. yep, Carpe, huh. And I'm not, I'm not sure if Shockwave then plays. Maybe. Can I be real? Yeah. I don't think Carve plays. I think it's going to be Ikiyo with Shockwave. Yep. I think it's Shockwave, Tracer, Ikiyo, Sombra. Yep. Legit. That's my He's pick. already spent time practicing it. You might as well just keep him on it. The only way that doesn't happen is if maybe Ikiyo isn't your Sombra choice and Shockwave is your Sombra choice. And then maybe Carpe has been hard practicing his Tracer to be good at it again. But, um... Philly to me are pretty screwed here. Not just in this matchup, but in all matches. That I remember, I joked that Philly could go zero and four. They play mm -hmm. Shanghai, they play Hangzhou, and then they go New York versus and then Seoul. Like they play New York is on paper the easiest team there, but even then, again, they just lost to New York all season long. And New York are improving as a team. Philly are not. And beyond that as well, it's like oh, let's say they do beat New York. That's only a one in three record. Because I I see profits as a duo on Seoul diffing Philly pretty hard. Oh, yeah. Um, even though the rest of Philly should be better than the rest of Seoul, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Um, Shanghai, not even worth talking about. 3-0. Yeah. Uh, this is the match that's worth talking about. And in this particular matchup, uh, let's talk about Hangzhou a little bit because we've been heavily on the, the Philly side of discussion. Hangzhou, okay. Be fair, Shy will lose his Echo and Ash. Two of his best heroes. Ash has been his number one hero the whole season. Still has Tracer. Pretty reasonable the Tracer. Probably won't play it. Architect is going to be the Tracer player. Does he play McCree? Will they force McCree Tracer? Other than that, he will play Tracer, and Somansu will come and play the Sombra. That's the other option for the team. That's something they've also run. And I think that yeah. actually, if they want a hard Tracer Sombra, they will put Somansu Sombra, Shai's Tracer, and they will hard force that. Um, I suspect Gushue will play more Winston than Ball. Or should I say, I hope Gushue plays more Winston <laughs> than Ball. But I also think that Hangzhou as a team will be baited into playing ball because they will look at Chengdu and they will look at Shanghai with envious eyes and think, yeah. oh, that's the comp we got to play. And they're going to take their best, the, the best Winston player in the entire Eastern region and potentially the second best Winston player in the world in the league and put him on a fucking ball. Yep. Yep, I oh. wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't be surprised. Man. Like, this, this match is just like... It should be so much better than it will be, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. On paper, it should be sick as fuck. But in reality, it's going to be can Philly figure out what to do versus what actually is Spark going to do? <laughs> Dude. I feel like Spark is pretty cut and dry. I think I know what Spark's going to do. I mean, IDK will play the break that he's been playing. MC will play the Zen that he's always Agreed. been playing. And their yeah. team is he the only variation is whether shy wants to play mccree or tracer that's literally you it. want zen oh well, yeah if you're playing ball yes you do you yeah. want zen break zen has been pretty yeah. Ray winston as well i i unless fully have really sorted this shit out this is looking like a three zero to me in favor of spark oh you're swaying me is there any okay let me is there is there a Torb chance for Philly? Do we give them the Atlanta treatment? Can they can they can we plug Torb into this team? Talk the thing them. is, they don't have that Gator Orissa. 
They don't Great. have. They don't have. Uh, dude, I love Alarm, but they don't have the Iris map. Uh, what else do they not have? We don't care um, that much about who's that. McCree player. Carpe's a, Car- oh, Carpe's a good enough McCree player. Give him that. Yeah. Uh, but Carpe should also be. Unfortunately, Carpe should also dude, be your tall player. I'm not convinced. Probably, maybe Rascal's your tall player. Who knows? Maybe Rascal is your that player. No, oh. no, 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 zero chance. I'm sorry, zero. Yeah, I Alarm like it, but I don't because Alarm yeah, also is a brick player. No, Toby's a brick oh. player. Toby, stop encouraging Yeska. It's <laughs> not It will either is a zero percent chance that changes. Yeah, I, I no, don't. It's not zero percent, it's it like 15 percent. It's fifteen percent, sure. Right now to Philly. If you're doing that, you're scared and you're cheating. Then you've you've cheated. The no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I haven't cheated. I, I, but I will be firing off DMs to find out because this is interesting. Oh yeah, you yeah you you'll want to know for sure. Um, I, like, I don't hate it. It is I, a fifteen percent chance. I don't hate it at all. I do. I I think alarm can do no wrong. You can put him literally in any position. I think he'll succeed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, 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 to kind of circle back to the Torb, I think that, that they might be the other team that, like, maybe it's best if you just kind of do your own thing. Maybe it's time to not bring out the style. Torb and the McCree. It's, it's not, not but neither is the DPS for dive, so it's... No, but they will force, no, they will force the dive to happen. I think they're going to try it. They'll put the Mono Winston into action. Yeah. They'll put their best player that they have on Tracer on Tracer. No, whoever else on Sombra. The reason why they'll try that because they already did that in Summer Showdown. Did it fail? Yes. Yeah. Are they are they gonna do it again? Unfortunately, I think they will because I think that's I think they know it's probably their best option. I think I think Torb Cheese is not is maybe a short term survival strategy to get through the countdown yeah. cup, which might be effective, and we'll say okay, we get the play-ins, get the playoffs, and suddenly you know. Lucio Ryan back into action. That's what Philly will actually want to play. Um, Philly need, I don't know. Philly need to survive. Now I'm starting to convince myself maybe the Torb is the answer, but I just, I just, as much as I think that may be an option, I don't think Philly will take it. I don't think they bite into that hook. This feels like a gigantic reach, but specifically versus the Spark have had coaching issues if you throw something hyper stylistic at them i do wonder if spark will have like the wherewithal to be able to counter it i it feels come it feels completely player driven i'm I'm sorry i have to tangent this but like they start out with pageon right like that kid doesn't play shy they mix around their coaching stuff go 4-0 they let go of that coaching stuff you're like what the fuck is going on with that coaching stuff and then i refresh twitter and it's fucking only wish bro like this is this is the cherry on top of all of this like (laughs) you literally could not write a more fucked up script for this coaching tough for this team like it's unreal Uh, to be fair to only wish who i often bully (laughs) i'm guessing at this point he has intangibles he probably deserved to be a coach years ago for sure um He's probably not a bad coach. He probably does offer something to this team. It's not a it's not a slight to only wish. It's a slight to like 
the chaos that is like the brain of the it's like just the, a message the right part. like if you go yes. who is the worst player in overwatch league history only wish is one of your choices somewhere in there right like just the messaging of whatever happens there is just marvelous it's just like oh that's the cherry on top of the shit cake <laughs> that has been this season at the spark dude like i, I don't know what's going on and th once again this team is cracked on paper dude. nothing what's yeah. happening there so should be happening like, yeah. Sometimes average players make great coaches. I mean, there's a reason yeah. why they're just not good sure. players, but maybe they got the mind to be a coach. Koki. Um, 100%. 100%. So, I don't hey. mind that. Also, apparently, Unwitch is announced as an assistant coach, not the head coach, so they still don't actually have a head coach. A head coach. Fabulous. Um, I will also say that... Arhan. Like, <laughs> coaching aside... <laughs> coaching stuff aside... Uh, it shouldn't be that hard to figure out what they should play. The only thing then will be, can they figure out how to adapt? And I think that maybe is a big question. Sure. But I have more faith in Hangzhou at this stage than I do Philadelphia, <laughs> primarily because at least Hangzhou know what they can play and they know they can't play that, whereas a Philly don't even know what comp they're doing yet. Yeah, that's true, dude. I'm like, well, I'm what I'm saying, that's the narrative yeah. I'm saying. I think they bid. Agree. I, agree. I like. I feel like seventy five percent chance that philly will run top that shit is coming no you know shot. carpe is on that no shit shot. you know you know you already know i think i no, think, I think they Ross should plays. i don't think they will i think carpe plays the Cree. i think he goes to Cree 100 yes. i think um, you want him on Cree or reaper or whatever we, the fuck you pair with the torp i'm gonna throw in one last one just for the fans it'll be a fast one we're only gonna take we're only gonna do one or two takes each max on this we'll do okay. one more matchup is there any matchup that you guys are dying to talk about, preferably from this week, that we haven't covered Shock yet. Dallas? Ideally, it contains. Mm. Ideally, it contains a team or teams that we haven't covered. We covered pretty much all the teams. Uh, maybe it is Dallas Paris. Should we just do Dallas Paris or Shock Dallas, right? Or Shock Dallas is that all right? Let's do Shock Dallas. Do Shock Dallas. That's actually a really important game. Let's do Shock mm, Dallas yeah. because uh, that the implications here are not only just for Dallas. But for Shock, Shock have Dallas, then Boston, and then they have Vancouver, Toronto. So, bro, if Shock beat Dallas, they could go 4-0. If Shock beat Dallas, Dallas might not fucking make it deep in playoffs. Yeah. This, the, if we're talking justice should be good, Dallas should be insane. Should like, they? Yeah. You put well, Fearless on Winston. They have a Sparkles, a, a, a pretty good Tracer now. Doha, yes. Sombra, Tech, Goddard. Doha has been, I mean, um, if we're, if we're going to argue against it, Doha has recently not necessarily performed up to his historical no. precedent. Yeah, as, could oh, that I change? Will yes. potential, I will say the potential is there because I've seen it. I know what yes. he's capable of. 100%. So you give him a bit of a you slight leniency. Uh, and then what else do you got? You got the Hanbin Diva. And you got Jack. some more fielder Anna to pocket the the fearless Winston, Jack. and then you got the I guess Jexa plays Brig. Check like so... this is made for this team. If 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 they lose to Paris, if they lose to San Francisco, like that that well, we've got problems. Well, can we've we got problems. Let's discover San Fran a little bit. Is there anything on the San Fran roster or as a team that has good arguments for? Okay, let's start with the tracer position. Is there sure. a tracer on the team that that challenges? 
Is Galista's Tracer good enough? Yes, no. 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 Iska's not sure. No. No. Um, I like Smurf Winston. Unknown if he will do Great. ball. Unknown if they should do ball. Um, FD God's out, so we can rule that one out pretty quickly. Yep. Kyle and Twilight. Unless FD God has a brig in there that we just, and this is yeah. like a really great brig. Um, what does Violet Twilight play? Because I think Violet would like to play the Zen, but also I think he's their brig. Yeah, I think he's playing brig. Yeah, I think he's playing brig as well. That means Twilight's on Zen. Yeah. Well, that, I Which I don't I'm, hate. I like yeah. that or not. I'm not too sure if I like that or not. Yeah. Actually, actually, no. Twilight goes Anna to pocket Smurfs Winston. That's a possibility as well. Sure. Um, but it does Love put Violet that. on Brig. Troy Diva. Yep. Yeah, that's fine. Check. Um, what have we got for DPSs? Who's their Sombra player? So if Glista plays Tracer, you've got Tyro, Arns, Nero. Who is their Sombra? Is it, is it, is it Nero? Nero, probably. It might be Arns. Arns did play Sombra last year yeah. for Shock. Yeah, a small did. amount. Yeah. It's not it impossible. Yep. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, this again, like this is the team, and that's just that's just in a vacuum. Who's playing what? Then you get into this team has looked lost since day one. They are uncoordinated to the max. Whether it's oh, and I had this point like queued up in my brain, and I completely whiffed it. Like I thought they looked okay when they could play Echo. Outside of that, it's been all over the place people going in when they shouldn't like it oh it, it's a shame if they were going to get it together it needs to be now but it we it feels like every every month we're saying that about the shock and they just haven't you're you're taking a team uh, that doesn't even know who they want to play and they're uncoordinated versus a team that literally has like the cherry picked one of the cherry the most cherry picked meta for them and they have consistent results gonna get um and experience like i'm gonna get an answer from you so I'm, i assume you're going dallas then yeah it it doesn't so, feel close so we got we have enough time to get yiska's take on these two teams and then we then that's it so yiska yeah yeah well what's your rundown of these two teams <sighs> like i think dallas kind of knows what they're getting into in terms of meta wise I don't think they need to play the Torp shit. I think for Shock, you, you might. Um, the thing is, Dallas has a freaking easy stage if you compare it, right? Like, they got, like, I think it's um, Paris. They got London in there, I think. They got... Yeah, they do. Um, they play Atlanta. Atlanta, but in the current... St uh, like, it's not last stage atlanta and yeah, what is the last is... one and london right so yeah yeah i still think like shock is is the hardest team they have here i don't think it's eternal like you guys might um hmm. yeah this is hard especially because it's week one and dallas is not great in week ones theoretically speaking right that said, they probably they know... They have a bad read, or they just, like, they're just the team that they're suffers for whatever other reasons. Yeah, they're probably slow to it, and also, like, they have one week less off than all the other teams most of the time. Right? Um, because they fly out to Hawaii. Um... 
dude, I'm not, I'm not hating Shock winning this, actually. But... It's, it's just, like, such a convenient thing to also have this fallback mechanism. Like, part of me is still like, ah, oh, yeah, this is a shock, dude. You know, and... <laughs> I know what you mean, but, yeah. And it's also, you, like, you... then there's this, like, you know, trying to... That tiny voice then coming up with excuses. Ah, oh, why would you, like, motivate yourself to win stage finals? It's all about the three-peat. You, you will, like... Pull a soul and just like pop off in at the last minute hour. Um, kind of kept themselves in the race as well. I don't know. Like this is, I think it will be a five mapper. I'm pretty sure oh. of that. Interesting. So that means Shock would have to beat Dallas at least on two maps. Actually, I don't even know who you have winning this yet. So they have to win <laughs> three maps. So it really comes down to where is Shock better than Dallas then? Like in what areas are they actually better than Dallas? Because you're saying Dallas a week in week one. I don't know if I buy that. I only buy that if they have a bad read on the meta, but I think this meta is so cut and dry. It's, just, it's hard to get a bad read on this meta unless you are a mega cheese team. Is it though? I think a, I'm so not sure if it's that they, cut and dry yeah. though. Like... Why not? Uh, because they, be. you 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 can play ball, you can play Winston, you can play Sombra Tracer, you can probably play uh, Torp. Like your backline is not at all fixed. You can play Ana, you can play Zen. Like you can play Bap. I don't think it's that fixed. Archetypically, yes, you're not playing Rush, right? But yeah, I I don't think that yeah. the Torp teams are going to be all that like common. Sure, no, you may you see them. Build but... an entire team around the Torb. You can't just run Torb into a vacuum. Yeah. You don't run Torb Sombra, for example. Um, yeah. And by the way, you talk about like, oh, the backline. Okay, the BAP, the BAP is probably run with the Torb, if anything. Or the BAP is there for some sort of Ryan Cheese or some sort of Arissa Cheese. I'm calling yeah. it Cheese because there's no good comps that otherwise you would run with Arissa yeah, and, and Ryan this meta. Bullshit, yeah. um, you only run, you run the Anna with the Winston and you run the Zen with the Bolt. It's, it's, like the certain heroes are attached to other certain heroes, so it's not yeah. like oh, there's multiple variations. Sure. It could be any of these. It's like no, no, specifically you run this with this. Yeah, yeah, that makes so sense. To me, that's why it's cut and dry. It is fairly cut and dry. But even then, you have like three options, right? Well, in yes. my mind, it's, in my mind, it's two main options. You either run, you either run the ball version or the. Winston, Winston version, version. And, that depends, and that will change whether you run Zen or Anna. And then the third option is if you want to try and be really out there and do some Torb thing, Arissa maybe. And then you. But I don't. I think ninety percent of teams don't go there. I think that then you still theoretically have some variations based on map where you can toss in a fat. Not that they. Just talk about. Let's just address in a vacuum for now, and because if you want to, I mean, if you want to get specific into maps, you got Elias Nambani, Rialto, Hanamura, Lee Jung. Uh, Elios Nambani Rialto to start with. Uh, Elios traditionally yeah. super favored for dive, mega favored for dive. Actually, not a bad Widow map, actually. So maybe Arns does something there. Mm -hmm. um, even then, if you if Dallas goes hard, the only player that Arns can shoot is Winston, is Fearless, and he's the most hard pocketed player. Actually, he's not statistically super is, but Fearless is very hard pocketed anyway. Um, so you're not going to, even if you chunk him down, I think, I think right. Fielder is just attached to his hip. So. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Nambani? Eh, I don't see any... You know what I can see Shock doing? What? Especially on Ilios? I think they 
I think they might roll out on legs. Gross. Versus what? I know. Versus Tracer Sombra? What does legs do? Yeah. What's nothing. Legs do? I think he's literally there to shoot Winston, but you know it he's does nothing. Tracer? Did you know he's literally a worse Tracer? You're you preaching know? to the choir. A, tra a Tracer also just shoots Winston, but better than a legs would. Agreed. I, I, I can see them doing it. I don't think it's good. Yeah, I know. I think I got to go 3-2 Dallas. 3-2 um, Dallas. You think Shock have a... But I, I, and, okay, because we are going to have to finish soon. But you, you do want... You do think there is somewhere that Shock outperformed Dallas. At least twice. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to say, like, which maps is it, but, like, just generally speaking, like, what are the areas... And maybe even a vacuum that you think Shock outperformed Dallas, in. but they 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 must do that twice, by the way. So, how do they outperform Dallas two times? Mm. I I I don't think like dive particularly suits. I don't know. Like a lot of these situations feel like pretty coin tossy. I don't think there's like outperforming generally but i don't think there's there is too many non-coin flip situations in that particular matchup and coin flips by definition half the time go to the other team um okay. like ilios probably not numbani i could see with with some like first point holds um rialto it's harder. Hanamura is pretty tossy. Li Zhang is pretty tossy. I don't know. Like, then again, Li Zhang can't go to shock. Otherwise, they would win the series. But I just, I just mean like a general idea of like in what areas. Like, is there a matchup? Is there a player diff somewhere? Because you don't. I don't. We don't have to get into specific maps. If you really want to go there, um, but to, the reason I ask is I just I just personally think it's difficult because I when I really Who compare the teams. And who's going to be playing what? Yeah. Uh, I mean, who I'm, diffs I'm, who on... In, like, in that particular match, I think Jaxay pro probably wants to be on Lucio more, and they have less opportunity to sort of switch off, even though, like, Jaxay is probably a little bit underrated off the Lucio. Um... I I don't think they diff that much in other matchups other than main tank. Okay. I won't lie. It's it's. I think both teams. I don't know, man. Does I this... think Sparkle's gonna be better than Glister. I think Doha's gonna be the better Sombra. I don't even know if Shock will run a Sombra, but I think in running I... anything that's not a Sombra feels worse. I'm not sure. Like. Doha didn't convince me on Sombra whatsoever. And I will also okay. say, I'm not even convinced this will be a great matchup in terms of like them playing both well. That's once again, like it almost like this is other than like for the Philly Spark series, it was not just meta induced also, but mm -hmm. like team volatility induced. Here it's like because hero pools, this might suck. It's possible. I mean, weirder well, stuff has happened, but it does feel, it does feel one way. And I it, will, 
I will say that I don't think Dallas dominate. I think I have Dallas winning, but I don't think I don't think they dominate. I don't think even if it is, let's. I'm not going to rule out the possibility of three zero, but even if it's a three zero, it could be a close three zero where Shock looked decent. They might not sure. win that, but it could be decent. Um, I don't think Shock suck as a team. I think this is a really good stage for them. I think they go three one this stage probably, mm-hmm. and the one they lose is probably versus Dallas. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I I don't I don't really hate the Shock here. I just want to know how they want to manage their DPSs. I think the rest of the team is pretty cut and dry. I think I know exactly what their supports and tanks going to play. I just don't know what they're doing with their DPSs. That is the question. It's a big question, though. But, um, cool. I mean, we have some really good matches to look forward to here. And we have this weekend of Overwatch League starting very, very soon. It'll be the last stage before playoffs. A lot of contention for play-ins. We spent a long time talking over play playoffs seeding and play-ins, maybe less so on the play-ins in terms of who's going to be what seed. The thing we didn't really dive into is like, okay, but who's four, five, six? You know, we didn't really do that and do the orders of the teams. But there's a lot of contention in terms of who could be where. There's a lot of teams that are very close in scoreline. So every team outside of Dallas and Shanghai are actually fairly close in terms of where their points are. There's like maybe only three points separating some of them. Um, less in some other cases, so things will get very competitive in this stage. And there's a, especially in NA, trying to lock in top three beyond Dallas feels very contentious. And for East, it's probably just a race between Chengdu and Seoul, which I favor Chengdu heavily in. But guys, um, that is gonna do it for this week. TCP episode 185. Thanks for tuning in. Much appreciated once again. 186. We come back next week, and we will be discussing how week one of Count No Cup went, how does that affect the standings, who's looking good moving into week two, and who's looking good going to the actual tournament, and all the rest. And uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for tuning in.